This episode is brought to you by Progressive, America's number one motorcycle insurer. Everything is more exhilarating when you're on your motorcycle. Just like your bike is more protected when you choose Progressive Motorcycle Insurance. They offer coverage for your bike starting as low as $75 per year. And they keep things affordable, with discounts like paid in full, multi-policy, and responsible driver. So raise your kickstands and get to quoting at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Premium is for state minimum liability coverage and excludes state fees and taxes. Rate not available in Massachusetts. Discounts not available in all states or situations. How you doing, Nick? Good to have you here. Hi, Deb from SAC. Crystal J, thanks for joining us. And uh, Penny Van, turn up your speaker if you can't hear me because everyone else can. Uh, let's see here. Um, Mr. Catfish, thanks for joining us. And Wild Aloof Rebel, welcome. The Ferret, welcome back. And uh, Stargazer, nice to see you. We're all caught up. The Super Chat is open. It's a wonderful way to support what we do on this show on a nightly basis. So thank you very much for coming on through. And, of course, you can get your Spaced Out Radio swag on our website, spacedoutradio.com. And we want to see you all in Las Vegas, May 17th, make that 19th through 21st, at the Golden Nugget for a second annual fan party. Hi, Tim Mothman. How are you? Do me a favor, everyone. Get your horns up. Let's rock. of central british columbia to you listening around the world this my friends is spaced out radio i am your host dave scott sitting in the captain's chair of sor headquarters we welcome you to tonight's show and our terrestrial affiliates around north america digitally on odyssey radio talk stream live and kpnl all of our archives are free Join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davey the favor and hit that subscribe button. You can follow us on Twitter at spaced out radio, Instagram at spaced out radio show, and on TikTok at spaced out radio. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the news wire, check out our swag as well. Tonight's show is brought to you by Chive Charities. Help make the world 10% happier by visiting Chive Charities today. You can find them on our website. we got a great show planned for you tonight. Patty Nagri, known as the Hollywood Witch, joins us for some ghost adventures. Then in hour number three, we will bring you some more stories from the swamp, courtesy of Swamp Dweller. Super Duke will be by for the cryptid report. I've got the Dave 101, and we'll sneak in some news as well. World-renowned psychic medium Patty Negri is the Good Witch, and she's best known for her recurring role on the Travel Channel and Discovery Plus's number one show, Ghost Adventures, and the number one paranormal show on YouTube, TFIL, with Elton Casty. She is the international best-selling author of Old World Magic for the Modern World, Tips, Tricks, and Techniques to Balance and Power and Create a Life You Love. Patty is literally everywhere. If there is something paranormal going on, you don't even have to, like, call her. She just shows up. 
You don't know how, but she's just there. She is a popular weekly podcast called The Witching Hour, which is fantastic, and has just launched her second weekly pad- podcast, Patty Nagri's Haunted Journal. We love her around here, and she is just one of the most amazing people in the paranormal. We're so glad to have her back. It's been a long time. Patty Negri, thank you so much for coming back on Spaced Out Radio. How are you? I am well, thank you. That was quite the introduction. I'm blushing. Thank you so much. I'm every I'm everywhere. I try to be every that's funny. But thank you. It is really good to be here. It's been a while. Love your show, so thank you, Dave. You know what? It just amazes me because everywhere I look in the paranormal, you're there. Magazine covers, podcasts, television shows. I don't know where you find enough time in the day. Uh, I'm a witch. I don't sleep much. I don't know. <laughs> um, no, I just, I mean, life is just too fun to, to like figure out what you just keep moving. I know. I know. I mean, this is something that you have dealt with your entire life. You, you've been a spiritualist your entire life. You've been intuitive your entire life. You are, you are very well known and due to NDAs, you can't say who, but you are very well known amongst <laughs> the Hollywood elite, uh, who come to you wondering when they're going to get their next movie or when they're going to get their next TV show because Hollywood is weird that way. But people just love you and, and, and gravitate towards you very easy. Well, thanks. Yeah, I'm. I'm just me, just saying. Hey, so. But thank you. Yeah, it's, it is. No, it really is because, I mean, I am who I am. But I, pe- I just like people. You know, I don't. Yes, stars. Yes, everything. Parent. But it's just we're the goofiest animals. I mean, I know you go out there searching for cryptids and Bigfoots and aliens, but we're pretty weird ourselves. Very true. In all the best ways. Okay, <laughs> g- give us a weird Patty Negri story. Give us a weird one right off the bat. Um, a weird one, a weird, I think the weirdest one was one I was actually even going to start to say beforehand. Um, now, I know maybe I shouldn't even say it because it, it has to do with the Cecil hotel because, and I know for people in Canada, when, um, ghost adventures went there, he said people weren't real happy about it, but there was really no, nothing disrespectful, in in how what anybody did there but when i went back there with um elton Casti and uh that overnight group i literally was channeling something i was talking backwards that is the weirdest thing i have ever done dave i i i have opposite of dyslexia i can't like if i got pulled over by a car like police going oh have you been drinking no do your alphabet backwards i couldn't do it X, Y, Z, Y, X. So I was sitting there channeling somebody. I thought I was just talking. I was in the hallway and it was definitely like a drugged out person or whatever. And I'm rocking that somebody had to put their head. But I thought I was just talking away because it's always dream state for me. But all they heard was gibberish. And Corey, one of the, the main two guys, he goes, we should play that backwards. And they played it backwards. And I was speaking English backwards. That's just Weird, weird. <laughs> cool, but weird. That that is intense. That is intense. Is it the locations that will bring this weirdness out of you, or is it the energy that's involved with what's going on? Yes, <laughs> um, I, I think the answer is is both. Every, I mean, as you know, every location is different. If if I'm this little conduit and, and, and channeling and everything's been weird lately, you know, the last couple of years, the pandemic and 
everything going on. We're weird and we're scattered and so are ghosts and spirits and things. And I still think that the veil is thinning and thinning and more and more unexplainable to what they used to think of of the science world is happening. It just, it's, it is, it's gonna. So. Patty, for people who may not be familiar with your history and everything, I mean, tell us a little bit about yourself because last, since the last time you were on, we've grown exponentially. And I never get yeah, to, and, that's I, awesome. and I never get to use the word exponentially a lot, so I'm going to take word. advantage of it right there because I actually oh. pronounced it properly. <laughs> but uh, tell tell us how it all started for you. Oh, okay, I, I'm I'm a native California girl. I'm a born typical middle class world suburbia, uh, Los Angeles. But I was talking to the dead since I could talk. Literally, I th- I thought everybody kid could. I I think kids really are born gifted. Um, but in our modern Western non mystical society, we make everything so left brain. It's like, oh, you're imaginary friend. Well, they weren't all imaginary friends. I would get real information wasn't necessarily scary there was nice ones and scary ones and the literally the people in the closet and under the bed all that cliche kid stuff but they were real and my mom was always yeah grandma did that too so okay um and I was literally seven or eight years old when I did my first seance again obsessed with the dead but not in a morbid or dark way just I like talking to them so I literally went into the hallway where there were no windows stuffed towels under the doors uh, realized I didn't know dead people. So I'm thinking Marilyn Monroe and movie stars and my windowless, lightless hall filled with orbs going through and around and just crazy. Ran out screaming with my best friend, Sherry Jones. But inside I was jumping up and down going, this is real and this is controllable because I, I, I'm lifting the veil. Didn't know what I was doing, but I knew what I was doing. So, And then I've just been a seeker ever since then. I, I did keep it very separate. I mean, secret for a long, long time, um, just because I was in a much more corporate world. Even when I was in the Hollywood world, I ran a very corporate production company. So it's like uh, these people cannot know that I talk to dead people or that I dance around bonfires in a cloak. I'll just keep that secret <laughs> um, until about 2008. And there was that horrible economic crash and corporate entertainment became a dirty word. Reality TV was going like this. Um, and somebody who knew my ability with seances to lift the veil and where everybody could see and sense, they're like, oh, Patty, we need you We need you to do a, a seance on this TV show. I'm like, no, I'm sorry. That's my private life. I, I would love to help you, but I can't. No, please, please. No, I can't. Please. And I'm looking at my empty calendar going, oh, my gosh. And I'm like, well, what's the name of the show? And they go, well, it's called Mobile Home Disaster, and it's on country music television. I'm like, well, nobody will watch that, right? Who would watch a show called Mobile Home Disaster on country music television? So I'm like, okay, um, I'll I'll do it. And, um, And it was so amazing. I got to help this little human girl because they thought she was crazy because she was, she was, you know, she was drawing circles on the ceiling, like portals. It's like, no, there's portals on the ceiling. I got to help a spirit. And it was like, and they followed me around with cameras. I didn't have to memorize. I'm like, this is great, but no more, no more. I can't. Um, Then of course it aired a couple months later. And my very first phone call the next morning was from my biggest corporate client who I did shows for their bank all across the U S and they're like, hi, Patty. Hi. 
I saw you on TV last night. I'm like, oh, I didn't know you were into the paranormal. I'm like, yeah. And my voice is getting higher and higher. I'm like, oh, God, I'm never going to work for Banky D again. And they're like, I love the paranormal. And this, and proceeded to tell me their best ghost story. I'm like, what the heck am I doing here? This is who I am. Actually, the, my two worlds don't have to clash. So I'm out of the I'm out of the closet. I'm out of the broom closet. I'm out of the psychic medium closet, out of the witch closet. And it's just, I don't have time to do corporate shows anymore. You know, because I am here sitting smack dag in the middle of Hollywood. I do know television, you know, it, it's, it, and I've never regretted it and never looked back. And now, I mean, you have the the reputation as being one of the top people in your field. You are trusted with uh, the personal lives and information of so many. I mean, did you ever think it would get to that point where, you know, all of these famous people would be clamoring around you saying, Patty, when am I going to get my next role? Or Patty, when do I get my next Rolls Royce? Yeah. Um, No, I would never think it. A couple of funny moments that hit me. I mean, I can't talk about most of it, but this one I can. Um, you, uh, young people may not know who he was, but Aaron Spelling was a big producer in the eighties. Produced Love Boat and Fantasy Island, and he 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 revolutionized TV in the eighties. Well, he was long dead, but he had the biggest house in Los Angeles with Candy Spelling and Tori Spelling, the most expensive, biggest house. And I was called to clear this house, and I got there. It's like. Oh my God, this is a 500,000 million square foot. I should have charged more. No, I'd say, but I literally, and, and the owner then was, was like billionaire, of course. And I'm having him do this clearing and we have knives and drums and we're up in the mess. I literally had to get the ghost of Aaron Spelling out of the house so this guy could sleep. Um, I had to practically go through like army security to, to get into this house going, this is the weirdest thing. If anybody knew what was going on. So it was great. It, it was. And, and then the other one that um, Phil Spector, he was, he was a big music producer, um, invented the wall of sound and like, I don't know, beach boys kind of stuff. Well, he, he went to jail for actually killing a girl I knew. Um, and I had to clear his, almost becoming ex-wife, this is why he was still alive a couple of years ago, had to clear the spirits out of his castle that, again, I'm in this, and when you're in this castle where, where magic happened, or literal castle, in the middle of Los Angeles, in the middle of, of middle-class Los Angeles, there's a castle on the hill, um, you know, this beautiful castle with carved wood, and then one room would be like a 70s shag rug love carpet, that you know whoever had done whatever and pianos um and it was dark oozy icky spirits that had taken over this castle um so it no i never ever ever expected my life to go in this direction yeah. flying off to france to do this flying off to, no but this is this is better than i would have figured out that is amazing that is absolutely amazing i mean uh... What's it like going in there and having to clear out somebody who is famous? I mean, you know, like I'll be I'll be honest with you. Like if I had someone famous walking around my house, like if I'll use a hockey term if, or a sports term because I'm a sports guy, if Babe Ruth or Gordy Howe was walking around my house, there is no way, no how that I am cleansing them ever, <laughs> ever. 
stay for as long as you want. No, I I get that, but it was something like not human at the Phil Spector's house. And Aaron, he was just keeping the guy awake. He didn't bother the wife. He didn't bother the wife at all. Maybe he was just tired of women doing Tory and candy and everything. But, you know, it wasn't his house anymore. But I have a ghost in my house. I have a little 1920s bungalow. um, And it came with a ghost, a French artist, not famous or anything. I mean, minor scale artist, but she came with a house. And I keep her. She's nice. We had a ghost in our house last night. Yeah? Yeah, my son saw it. He was walking by uh, down the hallway, and uh, something caught his attention in the bathroom. He turned and looked in the bathroom. He said he saw someone standing in the bathtub. That's that's wow. that, that's normal for my house. My property's haunted. <laughs> uh, yeah, my uh, my astral travelers who come over to check my house every now and again. They uh, they always get caught up uh, with the fire elemental and that protects my house. And uh, they're in the fire elemental. It's like, who are you? It's like coming to the door and having that security. Do you know the password? You know, it's like that, but it never never seems to work. But nonetheless, ah. yeah, we, we got a lot of fun happening up here at Chateau SOR. <laughs> I think that it, it keeps it keeps life interesting. Um, you know, my ghost, Adrian, she she's very, very, very protective of us. She's done weird things like take pictures out of frames when she was like mad at us. She likes roses. She, she, we got married here like literally 20 years ago. She was shooting roses out of my bouquet and the neighbors who had had this house when we were here when she was alive, like, Oh, that's Adrian. They just, everybody knew. Really? Really? What do you love about talking to the dead? That they get, Again, it's that they get excited by it because to me, it gives them a titillation of kind of like being alive. As a rule, I like friendly ghosts. I mean, that's not what you're going to get. You know, if you're on TV, nobody wants to go to the place where the ghosts are hanging from the chandelier, having a good time just because, you know, they got married there or they or they got an Academy Award there. You got to go to the serial killer's house and the prison and the insane asylum. But whatever ghost, they, they do seem to want to talk. Um, but with, with the good ghosts, especially it's, it's again, they're fine. They're not stuck, but they don't have time and space. And all my experience, spirits don't have, there's not time and space. Like we, the way we measure on the other side. So all of a sudden, if we're on an investigation or I'm doing a seance or even one-on-one mediumship or a gallery read, it's like. They're getting one-on-one. It's like, really, you ask them a question, they answer. You ask them a question, they answer. So they get this little titillation of, like, I'm alive again with time and space essence. It's cool. I can totally see that. You know, and and where it's a little bit difficult is when you do put yourself in those situations. What is is it like when you go into a situation where somebody wants you, you know, for television purposes or entertainment purposes, to try and connect with – a serial killer or or someone who is famous for crime or, or whatever it may be, anything negative? Well, get very careful and very respectfully. I mean, respect, whenever, 
there's been a lack of respect with anybody. That's when things have a trouble. That's when I had the fire at the Marilyn Manson's house. That's when, um, and I'm going to say, and if, say, if I am channeling, I'm not going to give, I literally do it in percents like math. It's I'm not, you here's a hundred percent of my body step on in. You get 60%, you know, I'm going to keep 40%. So you can't just take over. Um, but it, you, you do have to be careful. I, I think other than the, the, the fire thing at my very own home, which is really warded and really protected because I know what I'm doing. I've studied this my whole life, uh, metaphysic science, occult sciences, religion, philosophy. So I, I know what I'm getting into. It's like, don't go swimming. I don't go in the deep end if you don't know how to swim, but I was at my own house and we were doing a last, before I started my witching hour, I had a different, a different one. It was kind of a seance and crime because everybody likes true crime. And I had the, my most famous AP reporter coming over to my South, Linda Deutsch, who the number one AP, she got famous on Charles Manson and OJ Simpson and Michael Jackson knows all the, she's just this crime reporter, but we were doing a thing on the black Dahlia murder on, uh, cause I live, like a mile from that house. And I've done a few things there, both ghost adventures. And I did another TV show there. I've been there, but we were at my house, but we were going to be doing, trying to, to, to look into that mystery. And my then producer, she's like, uh, we work with a Ouija board all the time. I've worked with it safely since I was seven or eight, but I didn't set up my wards and protectors. And she wanted to talk to her friend. Literally. It was like, it was like texting. We would just, Oh, let's talk to Sparky or whatever his name was. I just, no one was there yet. I didn't set up my protections and wards. All of a sudden she thought she was talking to Sparky and she wasn't talking to Sparky. The, something threw me into the back of my dining room chair, these like 200 year old chairs so hard. It was like, Ugh! Right at, at my upper ribs. I heard this crack, crack, crack. There's nobody that you could see behind me. I am sliding down to the floor. And, and my producer's like, she's like, are you all right? And I'm like, I'm really not. And and I always say I'm okay. I literally could have like, oh, my leg is cut off, but it's okay. It's a flesh wound. I'm okay. We're good. Um, but I'm like, I think I'm going to die. I, I, I thought I had broke ribs, but literally... I had to go to emergency room. It had ripped all the cartilage off my floating ribs and ribs. Ouch. This uh, Dr. George Hodel, I know it was him, um, the spirit of, um, knew what he was doing and how he pushed me. Everyone's talking about the rare health benefits of macadamias. Like, did you know they have more healthy fat than avocados? It's why they're so highly recommended by athletes, doctors, and diet experts. Get your fill at House of Macadamias. They have a high-quality range of delicious bars, purified oil, and nuts. So indulge in health. Any unsatisfactory orders are redeemable. And to get 20% off your purchase today, visit houseofmacadamias.com slash podcast. SlimFast has been helping people with their weight since the 80s. And what we started then has grown. We have intermittent fasting, keto, and high-protein products to help reach your goals your way. And with creamy shakes and tasty snacks, we make getting there deliciously doable. Go to SlimFast.com to see what today's SlimFast has for you. SlimFast, deliciously doable into the back of the chair and it was about a month of really bad pain so but i dropped the ball i i didn't you know set up all my protections and i got lazy and but it happens it happens oh yeah 
You know, when it happens, you know, I mean, how do you change that? I mean, is that just spirit telling you, hey, you're starting to take this thing for granted? Uh, Yeah, I mean, again, again, when you get lazy or you're not driving great, you get in a car accident, same thing. So that makes me that much more, okay, follow your protocol. There's lots of different protocol, but follow a protocol. What happened with me is I started a school, really, it's like people, not everybody do, I mean, guys, a lot of people know what they're doing. A lot of people don't. People see something on TV. So that's when, like last year, literally, I started my my little university magicas where we teach Besides psychic development and mediumship, we teach paranormal protection. We teach, I've got from Catholic priest exorcist to my vampire partner to we have a werewolf on staff now from the University of Washington to Satanist Richard Lael to all sorts of New Agers and crystal people, all different paths. We don't tell you if there's any one truth, but um, you figure out your own truth. I mean, it's all good, positive stuff, but it, but definitely left the center. Ha. <laughs> Definitely, definitely. We got a minute to go here before we got to go to break at the bottom of the hour here. Patty Negri is our guest. You love what you do, don't you? You absolutely I love. love I do. I love what I do. I love what, what is, I do. What love is what your I favorite do. part? And I, I just want to comment as we're going on yeah. for a minute. I saw a thread go by somebody say, do all witches have cats? Yes. Cats are good. <laughs> cats are good. Yeah. She's just... She just got fixed as my little kitten, so she's a little sore right now. A little sore. That's okay. Yeah. Yes. Adopt a cat. Cats deserve it. Yeah. Cats deserve it. I got three. And I Oh nice. I, I kinda like them. They don't like me, but I oh the one does. The one the one that we rescued from outside. He likes Aww. me. The other the other two they couldn't care less if I was around. They're the, cats. They have exactly, an attitude. Exactly. Exactly. I'm okay. Patty, I'm going to get you to hold on right there because we are going to go to break here at the bottom of the hour. The psychic to the stars, the Hollywood witch, Patty Negri is here. PattyNegri.com is her website. Find her books online. And of course, just watch her on every television show that seems to be out there. When we return, we're going to get into some of Patty's favorite ghost stories on Spaced Out Radio. Stay tuned. All right, we are clear. We got five minutes. Our audience uh, on YouTube can still hear us. Our radio audience cannot. Ah, how fun. <laughs> yes. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. I'm trying to figure out what we're drawing here. This is pretty cool. Well, let me bring it up here for you. Hold on. Let's see what Dirty has for us. Uh, he loves his watercolors, so sometimes it's a little it's a little tough at the beginning while he's just outlining everything. But that's what he gets for being right-handed. Mhm. What are you doing there, filth? There's a moon and stars, so it is a night theme. We know it's a night theme. This is awesome. Yeah. Ah. He's great. He's got his own book out. He's got his own calendar. And uh, can be found on Amazon, the book. And, uh, yeah, we love him around here. We do. 
He's like a fungus that just won't go away. We love him. What does he do with all the paintings? Uh, we're trying to convince him to sell them. Yeah. Yeah. But he's just so talented. Hey, Dirty, are you going to talk, or are you just going to continue to mute us like you, like you only have one ear? You know, I always I always make sure my microphone is, is ready to go, but I'm always muted on the show. I know. So I'm just rambling away to myself here. Like, thanks, thanks, Dave, about a thousand times. Mentioned my cats. Holy, sorry. Where Where is Blob tonight? Blob is downstairs with Mrs. Filth and the kittens and Whiskey's being grumpy by herself in the basement. Oh, yeah? What's What's Whiskey pissed off about? She still doesn't like the kittens too much. Oh. Yeah. I could see that. Too much energy. What do you got, like five cats now? Four. Wow. All farm cats. Like they came from a farm. That's cool. Any dogs? No, unfortunately, I don't have enough space for a dog, so I can't have one. Friend of mine, their dog went running away for like three weeks, and she just found her dog emaciated walking down a road. Three like last week, her dog was a hundred and forty pounds. When she got him to the vet, he was under eighty pounds. Oh my god! Yikes! Yeah, and uh, the only issue, the only health issue the dog had after three weeks of not eating was his tail was a little frostbitten, so he lost half his tail. That's it. She's so lucky, though. She's so lucky. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's one. Oh, what kind of dog is it? Oh, it's a gorgeous dog. Big, big, big dog. Uh, kind of looks like a giant pit bull. Um, Staffordshire? No. No, you know what? And I know I'll wake up in the middle of the night yelling the breed of the dog. I'm including three seashells in this one, Dave. Nice. Lovely soft colors. Thanks. That's dirty. He's very gentle that way. uh, A good friend of mine gave me these paints, and they're just incredible. Uh, It's kind of, Jenny, it's kind of like a Mastiff, but... Uh, it's not a Rottweiler. King Corso. That's it. Thank you, D. Cohen. King Corso. Hello, Thin Lizzie. <coughs> All right. We've got about 45 seconds here. Thank you to Crystal for the super chat, kicking things off tonight. Super chat is a wonderful way to support what we do on this show on a nightly basis. Reminder, I will be in San Francisco March 17th through 19th for UFOCon 2023. Go to UFOCon2023.com to get your tickets, and I will also be in Las Vegas 
May 19th through 21st for the second annual Spaced Out Radio Fan Party. Everyone is invited. Everyone. So if you want to come, just tell me you're going to come. Tickets on sale. Go to info at spacedoutradio.com. Here we go, everyone. Second half hour of Spaced Out Radio is now underway. My name is Dave Scott. Thank you so much for joining us. We very much appreciate earning your listening ears. want to remind you that if you've missed portions of this show or others, check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davey the favor. Hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the news wire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram, Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. Here we go. Patty Negri is our guest. PattyNegri.com. You can get her books online, and you've probably seen her on, you know, about 120 different paranormal radio shows, television shows, YouTube channels. Yeah, <laughs> she makes you sign a contract saying, you got to put my name in the bright lights because I'm Patty Negri. No, I'm teasing. Right. I'm teasing. <laughs> Literally, you are one of the nicest people in the paranormal. And thank you so, so much for being a friend of Spaced Out Radio's, Patty. Oh, thank you. I'm honored to be a friend of Spaced Out Radio. Of course. You know, uh, you have been doing this for a number of years. I mean, you're only like 29 years old. So, yeah. so in the yeah. last, in the last like decade or so, what are some of the the, the the funnier hauntings that you recall? Something that you were really entertained by? Okay, the funny the funniest one was like um, was not even the paranormal part. Um, it was a ghost adventure show, and I never know where I'm going because you know I don't I don't want to know. I don't want to go all left brain with it. And if I do know a location, if I give him one, he Zach won't even have me go in. It's like, look, I'll, this is what I experienced here. He doesn't want anything that could be made up. But anyway, I, I knew I was going to Arizona. I Socks are the number one most requested item in homeless shelters. Underwear is the second. Shirts are third. At Bombas, socks were first. Made with comfortable details for everyday wearing. Then underwear and shirts too. All designed to perfectly fit. At Bombas, every item you purchase means you're donating an essential clothing item to someone in need. One comfortable clothing item for you, one donated to someone in need. Bombas, comfort for all. Get 20% off your purchase at bombas.com slash Spotify. Ready to sell or trade in your Harley Davidson motorcycle? Head over to the HD1 Marketplace, the number one online source for buying and selling pre-owned Harley Davidsons. Simply submit your bike details, and a Harley-Davidson dealer will reach out with next steps on how to get the most for your bike. Whether you're looking to trade it in for a new one or sell it for cash, the HD1 Marketplace makes selling your used Harley-Davidson easy through a source you can trust. Visit HarleyDavidson.com and click HD1 Marketplace for details. Going to Phoenix, and then, and then, but they're so used to me, they literally, it was like, okay, well, usually... They would have a PA pick you up. They go, we'll just rent you a car. Just pick up the car. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like waiting for more directions. I'm like, I need an address. I'm I'm really not that good of a psychic. I need a physical address of where to go. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. So here they gave me an address. 
and I'm in this funky little, you know, a little economy rental car, and I'm driving out past Phoenix, and I'm driving out past Scottsdale, and then I'm driving out way into the desert. You know, I'm a city girl. I'm out into the desert, and then I'm off the beaten path, and then I'm off the paved road in the desert, and I'm just, you know, there's like a couple of dune buggies going by here and there, like, and and then I get to this little tiny adobe house. There's no crew. There's no uh, no trucks, and and there's there's one other little funny rental car, and it was the, it was Justin Spurrier, the, the their equipment tech. And I'm like, hey, Justin, how you doing? He's like, oh yeah, you better stay in your car. I'm like, why? He's like, there's killer pigs here. I'm like, what? Yeah, they're called Havelina. They're killer pigs. They were here last night. I'm like what yeah stay and so i'm getting i'm scooping out of my car and I, I i got my google out my phone and i looked up oh yeah those are killer pigs they're ugly they're big high and they're oh i'm gonna watch out so i'm sitting in my car going i hope they get here soon it's like gonna be sunset soon and then literally and, and then he's getting ready to walk away I go back and he's like oh yeah and watch out for scorpions i'm like what wow yeah they're everywhere and, and he i'm like he goes, but if you have a black light, you could they glow in the dark. I'm like, I don't have a black light. I am in this tiny little rental car in, in the middle of the desert. Like, okay. So I'm looking, no black light. I'm looking for scorpions. I'm looking for killer pigs. And then I swear, almost like it was on cue, the wind whipped up through the cactuses. And he goes, oh, yeah. And then there's valley fever. I'm like, what's Valley Fever? Oh, yeah, it's some spores here in this part of Arizona and these Western states that if it gets in your lungs, you die. And kids, it's like, okay, get me in the house. Ghost demons. I don't care. I don't want killer pigs, scorpions, and Valley Fever in my little rental car in the middle of the wild desert. That was hysterical. And then, and then, like, moments later, the whole crew and then, the, you know, the trucks and everything showed up. And and I forgot about killer pigs for a while. But it was, that was funny i'm a city i kept going i'm a city girl i don't I, scorpions ah <laughs> so that was a funny one that was just really funny how would you react to then being chased out of a forest by bigfoot then i don't know <laughs> that would be that i, I i'm a, I, I mean you know, I know what I'm doing. I'm trained in all this, and I think I can handle anything. But I'm the biggest jump scare person in itself, no matter what. So you just, you know, a squirrel move the the leaf wrong, I'm going to be going through. And if there's really is a big bigfoot there, holy moly, you'll see me go fast, though. I guess. In 2018, my two buddies and I, uh, we were investigating a um, a plane crash site by my house. And we ended up getting chased out of the forest by two Sasquatch. Wow. Yeah. That was, that was incredibly, incredibly wow. You know, and gone back there since and haven't had any contact. But that's okay. That's okay. Wow. That's, that, I mean, were you on foot? Did you, were, did you oh, have yeah. a car to jump into? Oh, no. Our car uh-huh. was probably 300. Well, our truck was probably 300 yards away. So Scary. we had we had to go down a hill into a valley up a hill to get to the vehicles. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Absolutely yeah. crazy that day. But uh, hey, I would do it again. I would do it again. For you being around hauntings, 
is something that is a part of your life. You know, is there a favorite haunting that you have from a famous location that just, you know, just sticks with you? I think of one of my favorite places to go again, because I like happy ghosts as well as the crazy ghosts and all that. I really like Virginia city, Nevada. Um, I've been there several times um, with different things and paracons and filming. Um, We have a thing ready to come out with Elton in my, the overnight crew. We took over the whole city. I think because Old mining towns. I, I live in Los Angeles. There's nothing old. It's not like when you go back east, oh, there is places from 1600 and stuff, but not out west. Or you go to Europe, oh, my God, there's places from 1200, but not out west. We don't have anything more than 100 years old, maybe, like my house. But um, the oldest thing we have is is mining towns, so Virginia City, Vulture City, Nevada City, anything with this, Butte, Butte, Montana. I flew to Butte, Montana a couple of years ago. Um, for that, they wanted me to figure out um, why it was such a high suicide capital. I figured it out the second I got off, and that's funny because because um, Dave Schrader um, and and Cindy Kaza did a whole series last year on this. Like I did that already, not on television, but it was it was pretty cool. But Virginia City, I think, because they're colorful ghosts. We're not in a prison. There, yeah, there's rough and ready because you know rough and ready miners and the girls and everything, but it's, it's just so active there. I think probably because it is a mining town. So you're going to get the extra charge from the metals in the ground and the, and the quartz crystals that's in the ground and everything that's there, but it's, it's never a dull moment. I, whenever I go back, it's not like, Oh, I've been to the Washoe club. Oh, I've been to it, but it's cool. See, and what's interesting about that and why I would love for you to come up to where I am is that's the start of the Gold Rush Trail. The Gold Rush Trail behind me is three quarters of a mile away. Really? Same trail. Just about uh, 2,000 miles apart. And it's haunted as anything. Haunted as anything. I would love to take like two months, a camera crew and two months. You could only do it on, on YouTube or some streaming area. But just literally walk that trail from start to finish. Wow. Or, or or take an ATV or whatever along it and just catalog the amount of ghost encounters or strange encounters that you would have along that trail. I think it would be phenomenal. Yeah, I, I think it, it would definitely be roughing it. But then you're going to probably get the ghosts and the Bigfoots, right? Oh, and, and probably a few aliens <laughs> as well. Because you never go aliens, wrong. Everything. You never go wrong with a few aliens. Yeah. You know, but for you, do you prefer ghost hunting on your own, or channeling, or or seances on your own, rather than in front of the camera? Um, I I think I am so used to the camera. Um, not there's not a big difference, other than yes, you have some. You know, you're, the camera, you don't just go off whenever you want to. You have to wait, and there's a lot of sitting around waiting. Though with with TV shows or the YouTubers, it's not like regular TV where you sit away eight for eight hours. The cameras follow you around. So, But no, I don't – It doesn't. it's just not that different to me because I go into this weird spirit space, so I'm not going to even notice if there's a camera there or not. 
The spirits do, though. The spirits, that's why it's really good to be with a good crew. And I don't just mean the camera crew. I mean the, the investigator crew. Because the spirits are going to see if somebody goes in there that, you know, isn't respectful or something. What's the strangest thing that has happened to you while on a ghost adventure? Not the television show, but going right. out on an investigation. I think I'm still never, ever going to top the one that... The, the spontaneous combustion. I don't know if I told that, talk about that no. one on your show or not. No. Yeah. Okay. And this is, this is in my neighborhood. I live in an old Hollywood, the very first movie on clave 1920s, right under the Hollywood sign. Um, and it was like, it was peppered of like little worker, worker cabins and then movie star homes and worker cabins. Mine was one of the little, little bungalow cabins next door was mary pickford the silent star her dressing room across the street was frank capra where it's a wonderful life so it's this very creative there's this one house built in the 20s just around the block by charlie chaplin there's a lot of charlie chaplin houses in the neighborhood he bought them for his girlfriends and whatever but this house was a it looks like it was built like by a Masonic lodge. It's like, oh, wow, there's 12 of those. Wait, the spiral staircase. All this, literally, there is a compass drawn in the wood floor when you walk in the door. So, like, made for ritual, made for magic, made for energy pulling. Um, so, it was built in the 20s by Charlie Chaplin for one of his girlfriends, Mary Astor. She was a silent movie star. Um, and it was a party house for years, years, years. Just crazy. The way, however, they partied in the 20s and 30s. In the 60s, the Rolling Stones manager bought it. So the Stones stayed there, mamas and papas, glampas, all these creative, my God, high energy people. Then they moved out. And then the person who invented the real life sex doll moved in. Um, the, and he said it was even weird for him, moved out. And then my neighbor, Marilyn Manson, moved in, was my neighbor for seven years. Um, and it, he recorded in the basement. It's always the dirt basement. Um, and even got, he even moved out. It was a little too weird for Marilyn Manson. Um, but we were doing a seance. There was, they were doing, it was a documentary about, called it the Mary Astor house, how it's been so haunted and just known forever. Um, and there was young people around, around the, my seance table. And whenever I- Socks are the number one most requested item in homeless shelters. Underwear is the second, shirts are third. At Bombas, socks were first. Made with comfortable details for everyday wearing. Then underwear and shirts too. All designed to perfectly fit. At Bombas, every item you purchase means you're donating an essential clothing item to someone in need. One comfortable clothing item for you, one donated to someone in need. Bombas. Comfort for all. Get 20% off your purchase at bombas.com slash Spotify. Socks are the number one most requested item at homeless shelters. Underwear second and shirts are third. At Bombas, socks were first, made with comfortable details for everyday wearing. Then underwear and shirts, too, all designed to perfectly fit. At Bombas, every item you purchase means you're donating an essential clothing item to someone in need. One comfortable clothing item for you, one donated to someone in need. Bombas, comfort for all. Get 20% off your purchase at bombas.com slash Spotify. Anybody's not too far in their 20s, past puberty, there's so much life force. That's when things happen. Just like that's when you're going to get poltergeist activity because they have so much life force. So we're in this small room, even though it was like a mansion-y thing for the 20s, rooms were smaller back then. You know, a big crew, we had a four-camera crew, and we were getting great stuff. But this one kid kept getting kind of disrespectful, like... um, 
and I didn't keep him in line good enough because he was saying idiotic stuff and and big in life, big in death. Um, you know, Bob the Quiet Banker is going to be Bob the Quiet Ghost. If you're some old movie mogul, famous or not, you're going to be big and theatrical. There was these three spirits there that were was one of them especially big and theatrical and did not like the smart aleck kid. So first really cool things were happening. Like the French doors flew open and everybody's screaming. And in the producer side of me, it's like, wow, it's like special effects, but I would never ever fake anything. It's like, wow, close the door. And then that happened again. We're working with the Ouija board. We're working with spirit. And then, but I'm feeling this tense, like building it almost like there was a soundtrack, but no, it did it building, building. And then all of a sudden a speaker came on on the floor you know, the old school, like how big can your speaker get, um, you know, for your record player or whatever. It came on white noise. It sounded just like a spirit box. Like, ah. we look later. It wasn't plugged in. But this tension's building and I didn't pull it back enough. We're working with the Ouija board again. And all of a sudden, um, we were getting this information of something that had happened back in 1932 or something. And the kid said something ridiculous and not him, but the cameraman facing him burst into flames, Dave. No. Like a V angel wing of fire up his back. He was not standing in front of a fireplace or a candle. Two cameras actually caught it. One camera started filming the ceiling or the floor. I get you test the metal of a camera person by a small room with a lot of people bursting into flames. And his camera, poor guy, is wondering why everybody's screaming and pointing at him because he's facing the opposite direction. So, um, so cool witch medium Patty also is a medic Patty. I become medic Patty. I am in EMT. I'm like, drop and roll. I'm calling in my guys. Like, oh my God, this is not okay. His shirt burnt off him like poof. Like, like it was a synthetic, but it was cotton. It should not have went like a polyester or a nylon. I'm like, we are done. I'm shutting down the sands. I don't care what we're filming. This is not okay. No one burst into flames on my watch. This is not good. I'm like, so, but the cameraman who was a super skeptic and not a believer and a filmmaker himself, he said, I'm okay. He was very intrigued by spontaneous combustion. He's like, I'm, I'm okay. I've got a sweater, the shirt shirt as i'm watching the blistering on his back i'm like i don't know but um i he's like no really i am okay this is amazing um i i talked to the spirit i promised him we weren't even going to get rid of him i i i talked to him i put more protectors i looked at the kid and he was no longer going to be any trouble he scared to death he's going to be the choir boy in the car not another peep out of his mouth he's okay um so we finished it but so much stuff happened. Most I've ever seen, like from 15 feet away, we watched the glass fly out of cover and shatter. We'd get the frogs to to croak and stop on cue. Croak, stop, croak, stop. They were below the house. Um, they actually tried to push that cameraman off. It's, it's, I live in a hilly area, off the cliff in his car. I had to make him this little protective mojo bag. But the why it turned into a, a happy story is that three weeks later, he, he, the cameraman, he goes, Patty, look at my back where the blistering had been. I go, you have to go to the doctor. It totally, David, totally looked like he had went and got a tattoo of a dragon. Wow. Open mouth, sharp teeth, winged head into the shape of the serpent. That is the exact energy I called in to shut down the seance. I work dragon energy. Scary, huh? I work dragon magic. It's crossroads magic. They can fly between heaven and earth. I'm, 
and that's what I shut the say. I'm like looking at this thing and I'm like, oh my God, you have a tramp stamp of a dragon on your back. That is about the coolest thing I have ever seen. And and he thought so too. <laughs> he was so intrigued by it. He actually, they haven't done it yet, but they, they wrote a, he wrote a script actually with Stephen Norrington, the guy who wrote League of Extraordinary Gentlemen and yes. the Blade series, very left. But they about this TV medium, this TV psychic who does all the TV shows, and then something happens and a portal opens, and it's 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 funny and scary the way I like horror films. I hope somebody fabulous plays me if they ever do it. But um, and this is the, his, the scar of his back is like on the cover of the script. But but I actually did. I sat down with, it's called The Portal, if it ever comes out, by Laurent Malachi. But I sat down with him literally for five hours with the script. I'm like, Laurent, you can't say that on, on the camera. He's like, but you said that. I go, I know I said that. That opens something, atmosphere. You don't want to be one of those haunted horror films, do you? Happens all the time. A spirit, an energy, good or bad, doesn't know the difference of an actor reading a line and somebody saying something that's going to open up something. So we changed the words that were something real to something that it wouldn't be where all the actors die at 27. So you you need somebody on set because spirits don't know the difference. So So if it ever does come out, it sounds scary, but there's nothing that's you're not going to be haunted. <laughs> you know, getting back to the whole spontaneous human combustion thing, that is just something that we don't hear about happening much anymore. You know, it no. seemed to be a real thing in them from the 50s to the 70s, early 80s, and then it just seemed to gone the way of the dodo. And why do you, why do you think that is, considering we never well, solved the mystery? I, I think it's a mystery. I don't know. Maybe there was some, and I'm very elemental in my magic. You have fire, spirits, fire and air and earth. It could be that whatever that time in history, there was just leaned a little too far to the fire element. Or maybe because we didn't have as many protections. Now we have fireproof clothes and fireproof this and our candles are special. And I mean, not that there was a candle in this particular thing, but we were an old 1920s house. Um, I, I can't, other than that, then just the balance being off or that clothes used to be more, people used to be more flammable, hairspray, they wore Aquanet. I don't know. I could come up with a million reasons and have no idea. Do you think it's spiritual though? I, I, yeah, I do. I think it's energetic spiritual. Yes, I do. Interesting. Interesting. I just, I just couldn't imagine what that would be like. Couldn't imagine whatsoever what that would be like to all of a sudden break out in flames from the inside. You know, I mean, that, no. I mean, you can't escape that. You can't no. run away. Yeah, well, luckily this guy did not, from the inside out, it was his, it was his back. His back burst into flames. Like, they look like angel wings of fire. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. we got about three minutes to go before we got to go to break at the mm-hmm. top of the hour. Patty Negri is our guest tonight. On Spaced Out Radio. Patty, you know, out of all the hauntings that have stuck with you, you know, is, is there a quick story you could tell us about one that really affected you emotionally? I think, yeah. Um, it, again, it was on Ghost Adventures. It was this little house in Reseda. Um, and it, it had so much dark, again, big drug history, which again is going to bring in the dark stuff. Um, these poor three guys who lived there who had actually inherited from a drink they were so tortured and it was i think it was extraterrestrial and demonic and everything else there had been like 
a, a death in every single room, seven or eight. Um, a, a, a star's chi- adult child died soon after we filmed there. It told this house ruined these guys, the young guys life. One of them is now dead. Um, I tried and tried to clear it for years and years before I brought those adventures out after I brought, and it, it, it just broke my heart. Wow. Well, well why yeah. do you think that affects so much outside of the place? I don't know. This this is in the San Fernando Valley in Los Angeles. Um, and I think um, they even had an expert on the show that too. Very near where the big 94 earthquake was. Right. Very much Native American land. Very much that the whole valley is. So I think so much what happens, especially when it's outside, it is ground up. You know, if you're on just really mellow, nothing nothing round but there's ley lines like in hollywood i live in hollywood i think hollywood is right where it is because there's all these energy vortexes i think it brought in the creative people i've every time i've been to this one it's not mark there's lovers kissing or musicians playing or nuns praying it and it's right in between burbank and hollywood and these little portals go all the way down to malibu and it brought in these like Create and I have seven religious organizations right by my house, from Scientology to Catholic nunneries to monasteries to Self-Realization Fellowship to Vedanta Society to Theosophy. The land is—it's our Earth. It's a living planet. Amazing, amazing. Yet you still go out there all the time and get the job done. That's your—that's yeah. your mantra. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Is there any, 20 seconds, is there any scenario you won't take on? I don't, I don't know. I haven't found it yet. Um, Not out of fear. I mean, I won't do something that I I think is out of integrity or unethical or not in my sense of virtue. I I won't, I won't, I, but I don't know what that means yet. I'm not going to torture a ghost or torture a human or lock anybody up in a weird thing. But not out of fear, like, oh, that's too haunted for me. Patty Negri, we have her for another hour here on Spaced Out Radio. And we'll take more of your questions. Let them build up. Her website, pattynegri.com. Find her on Ghost Adventures and other TV shows. Her books are on Amazon and other online stores. We'll be back with hour number two next. We're going to have a six-minute break here, so I'm going to turn everything over to our good friend, Dirty Filth. You can see he's added a little bit more color there, and if if you need to step away, that's fine. Filth, don't forget to turn your microphone on. There he goes. I still can't see what that is, but it's pretty. Yeah, it looks like a blob for the most part until the ink comes in. That's when the so, great reveal happens. Yeah. So in your mind, are you seeing the ink there? You know, obviously yeah, you the, have to know where things are going. I, I see the whole drawing when it's done. And in between, I just kind of, I don't know, I just kind of go into a trance when I'm drawing. And the next thing I know, I've got cartoons in front of me. Wow. That's the best way to explain it. Yeah, I get that. I, I like the trance state. Yes. But 
Yes, it's almost done here. Ready for some ink. Hey. Which I went and bought new pens on this previous weekend that just went by. I love going to the art store. It's my favorite. I'll go in there and drop piles of cash and never feel bad about it. But if I got to buy bread or something, it's like, ugh. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, see, my help, my ghost was an artist. Um, she was French, and all her paintings were in... We don't have basements in, in Los Angeles, but I live on a hill, so it was the downslope side that was just kind of like not a real room. But all her art was here, and so she's and I've got it up all over the house. So this is a little shrine to her. She was pretty. Does cool. any of the art float around the house at nighttime? <laughs> no, but no, she's never messed up her art. She's taken, like I said, art my pictures out of frames. She'll move things. This wasn't her. I I watched a a picture fly just a couple of weeks ago, and that was just a little mushy energy got in. Uh, a, a photograph fly off the wall when nobody was around, but she doesn't hurt her art. But she um, she moved into this house in the sixties, and she was in her sixties in the sixties because there's still no neighbors who knew her. And she was a total hippie. There's macrame, there's tie dye, and it was all here in the the the, the basement-ish thing. Um, and she made pottery in the 60s. And then her record collection was here from the 70s. And she was like a disco queen in the 70s, in her 70s. And it was just wild. I've got her life. She, she For her day job, she designed um, fancy store windows, like fashion. So she used her, mixed her art with, you know, designing window displays. That's cool. She I wish I had a grandma store. like that. Yeah. My grandma's pretty cool anyway. Yeah. That is cool. Grandmas are cool. Ooh, he's getting ink is coming in. Ink is coming in. That's going to be so pretty. I can't believe my cats haven't come and bothered me. It's like two days in a row now. Ah. She's up here just causing a ruckus, but. So how how old are your kittens? Well, we got them in December last year, so a couple months. The the gremlin and the gargoyle—they're kind of a handful right now, but that's all right. Yeah, my girl's eight months. Uh, she's wild. She was a feral, and my friends found her when she was like. The, the vet said, like, a few days old, umbilical cord attached, no food, no mama. They worked night and day and bottle-fed her for weeks on end, my friends. And she's 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 a feisty one. That's respectable. That's, our yeah. cat Blob is like that. She was found half frozen to death in a hay bale. Wow. Because we, we live in a place where it's cold, so Canada is pretty cold in the winter. We're above yeah. freezing. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 since we, I've, I've been to Vancouver for the first time since we last spoke. It's a beautiful city. I hate Vancouver. Really? Oh, it was so pretty. <laughs> it was so. It was clean, and I was. We were there in probably winter, but it was a beautiful. No, it must not have been. It must have been spring or fall because it was like seven degree, seventy degrees, and perfect. And probably fall. Yeah. Yeah, Van- Vancouver has its nice areas. It really does, but then it has its ugly areas. Doesn't everywhere? 
Yeah, yeah. I I just were I used to work in Vancouver and and just the the attitude of the people there I just fell out of love with. It's a very it's a very egotistical city. I'm from Vancouver, who the hell are you? Kind of thing. <laughs> now if you went over those mountains for about forty five minutes in a plane, you'd fly right to where I am. That's cool. Haven't done that yet. Yeah. That looks like a beach setting there, uh, Dirty Filth. You could get a little bit of beach action there. You had to have nice. three seashells with other beach. That's true. Or it could be in a toilet, one of the two. Well, when you said three seashells, I thought you were talking bathroom, but... <clears throat> we have about 30 seconds here. Thank you to Crystal and Deb for the Super Chats tonight. The Super Chat is a wonderful way to support what we do on this show on a nightly basis. Don't forget, if you're around San Francisco, California, March 17th through 19th, join me at UFOCon2023.com. Science Bob will be there, Lorian Fenton, Melinda Leslie, and many others that you would love to hear their stories. And then, of course, our second annual Vegas party. Look at the ticker below on YouTube, May 19th through 21st at the Golden Nugget. We want to see everybody there, and hopefully we do. Here we go. You're listening to Spaced Out Radio with Dave Scott. Follow Dave on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio and on Facebook Spaced Out Radio Show. Hour number two of Spaced Out Radio is now underway. Thank you so much for joining us. We very much appreciate earning your listening ears wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call Earth. Hello to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on Odyssey Radio, TalkStream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. We're also on every major podcast network, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple iTunes, you name it, we are there so you can download it as well. Our website, uh, let's go to the Desert Clam first. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Zonin, Zonin, I don't know how to pronounce it, but your pa- the Clam sets the password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website, spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. Patty Negri is our guest. She is the wonderful Hollywood witch. She loves casting spells for love, peace, and light. Yes, her website, pattynegri.com. You may recognize her from the television series Ghost Adventures. Patty, thank you so much for being here with us tonight. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. This is fun. It always is fun when you're around. It I, always is. I want to ask you, before we get into some audience questions here, I, w- I want to ask you regarding dealing with spirits, because you deal with a, an area that is very antiquated for North American standards. You know, everybody was flocking to Hollywood back in the day, and to the... To be honest, they still are looking for that one shot at making it famous. How many stars that didn't make it or people that didn't make it come to you saying, you know, where am I? What am I doing here? How did I ever get here? What's going on? Yeah. I mean, I mean, and it's not that they came here for stars or this or that. 
but people, I mean, people in every walk of life go through that. What am I doing here? What's going on? I've lost my path along the way, especially the last couple of years. But what I like, what I really actually like about living here in Hollywood is that it's like the dreamers come. You come from everywhere in the world. Whether you you want to be a movie star or a rock star or a writer or a music, whatever that is, it's 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 dreamers that dreamers come. Now, of course, not everybody's going to make it. The, I can't imagine the smallest percentage of people that make it. But it, while you're here doing the struggle, you maybe find a different path that's slightly there. You're an acting teacher or you go to something completely different. But it, I like that it's kind of driven people, that it, it's it, adventure. There's some sense of adventure to it. Um, but if, you know, you, you have to be tough, too, because it, it's, it's a tough town because, you, you know, you know, it's not going to take you in. It's going to might chew you up a little bit. But I think everybody goes through that, not just because somebody is a star or famous or didn't get famous. We're... Uh, we're interesting animals. I just have to keep saying that humans, we're just so fragile and so strong. Business today looks nothing like it did yesterday. While it's more unpredictable, its possibilities are endless. At ADP, turning unpredictability into an advantage is what we do. Using data-driven insights, we design HR solutions to help businesses work better, smarter, so they can think beyond today and find even more success tomorrow. HR, time, talent, benefits payroll adp always designing for people that's the ease at which you get information you're always connected and informed so if you're diabetic and still using old technology and finger sticks what are you waiting for u.s med carries the highest quality continuous glucose monitors which provide real-time readings of blood glucose levels u.s med is an approved provider for medicare and over 500 private insurers visit usmed.com radio today that's usmed.com radio today and manage your diabetes as easy as all at the same time right do you prefer dealing with the lighter side of the paranormal compared to the darker side you know the darker side of say criminals or murderers or you know let's face it california you know tends to have a lot of serial killers (laughs) you know right up hey and and for some reason it's a west coast thing because that seems to travel right up here to british columbia but i mean maybe (laughs) maybe it's the water or the air you know i don't know but just your thoughts on on dealing with a, a spirit that's more of the light compared to spirits that are more of a darker side. Yeah, I mean, I I do. I mean, I like the other side too because again, I have helped people on the other side, on the darker side, or helped the, both the living people to clear the darker side, or help darker side. Um, going back to the Black Dahlia House. Um, We actually crossed, it wasn't Elizabeth Short, but we actually crossed over one of the girls that was really stuck there. Zach was there, Aaron, everybody was there. They would never see it on camera. It doesn't fit with the style of the show, but we helped the spirit. But I like the lighter stuff. Again, I like hanging out at the Hollywood Roosevelt where Marilyn Monroe is literally always by the pool, walking around in this kind of like chiffon pool cover, lingerie looking thing and so happy. I, or, or again, getting away from the Hollywood thing. I was um, working with this young guy passed away. He had an illness and leaving a young wife and a young child. And, and there they sat with his iPhone and they didn't 
they didn't know the code and, you know, hundreds of pictures in it for this kid that wouldn't see his daddy grow up and they didn't know the iPhone, I code. So literally the spirit gave me the iPhone code so they could have the pictures. And I was like, that's heartwarming. And we were dancing in the living room. And it was funny because that was about the same time that there was big national news here. I don't know about there that um, there was some crime thing or murder thing. I don't know what it was, but um, the FBI wanted Apple to give us the code so we can get into the phone and Apple refused to do it. So they couldn't solve it. I'm like, well, I should have just talked to a medium and used a Ouija board. What? But, but I do like that life inspiring kind of stuff. Yeah. No, that that's absolutely incredible. It, it, you know, that, that you would get that and a spirit would be that generous to give it back. Cause I know if I, if I go, I'm keeping all my passwords. Keeping all my passwords. <laughs> Nobody's getting into old Davy's Facebook. Just let it sit there and rot. That's funny. Just let it sit there yeah. and rot. But that that's quite okay regarding everything. Uh, let's get to some audience questions here because they are starting to build up. Let's start off with Raz here. Is sleep paralysis the aliens or succubus and demons fault? I think it is, it could be almost a bunch of things. I think it, it really is a medical condition. Part of it is a, like a nerve, I can't move condition, and it's not paranormal. I think it definitely can be a spirit setting on somebody, sexual or not. I'm considered expert in spectrophilia too. Um, and I don't, I personally don't know enough about extraterrestrials or aliens, but it would make, I think I actually hung out with someone when I was a kid, didn't know what they were, but I think it could be any of the above, but we are, it's because we are in a vulnerable space when we're asleep. Again, we're not on a guard, we're not on alert. So that's when that kind of stuff can happen. So that is why if you play in this world that everybody here plays in, like, cause you're watching this show, do put some other protections up around bedtime. Really, you know, with it, work within your belief system, within your religion, hang a cross, hang a star of David. I hang a helm of awe because I like that Norwegian rune. It's so protective to me. Um, what, whatever crystals, this or that. But, you know, because we're at a vulnerable time and spirits come out. Right. So right. I, I think it could be. And and not all spirits are, are, are a succubus or incubus either. Even not all sexual ones are, are succubus or incubus. It might be somebody's ex-husband coming back to say goodbye. I remember you and I did a show years ago about ghost sex and how it's actually a lot more prevalent than what we think. Yep. It is. and 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 it's good to talk about it. Because people don't, because we really are a prudish world, no matter how, and talking about ghosts is bad and talking about sex as you can and put it together. But if all these people are experiencing it, whether the good side or the, the bad side, they think they're crazy and they don't know nobody to talk to. So we, I did that, a travel channel movie you know, 10, 12 years ago. And it was the good side of ghost sex. And and so many people came out of the woodwork. Oh my God, I've been experiencing this for years. I thought it was just crazy. Or I thought it had to be evil and I was possessed. So that's why it does need to be talked about because it's been around every culture forever. The good, the bad, the ugly, all of it. Have you investigated any ghost sex claims lately? Um, recently, 
I don't even, I, I did a, it was, it was, a, I think it was a, it was a TV show. It was a pilot for a TV show. I don't even know the name of it. And it was very, again, very near here, Hollywood Hills. There's that vortex. And it was a house that um, somebody had lived in. He was a, like a, a, a dog. He went to medical school, but he never made it out of medical school and then turned into like moving by like a Frankenstein-y kind of a serial killer. But at first when he was like almost doctor, people would come to him for like gangsters who were shot or illegal abortions and things. But then it turned to very, but he was known for a lot of weird sexual stuff with living people that were there. I recently investigated that and and he was pretty trippy. Wow. (laughs) All right. Let's move on to another question. This one from Raz again. Should a witch own a cat? Is it required? <laughs> it is absolutely not required. We don't have any requirements. I mean, to say you're a witch, it could be like saying you're Christian, are you Baptist, or you're Presbyterian, are you this? Um, there, so there's no requirement. A lot of witches do have cats, and a lot they're known as the witches' familiars because cats, for one, really can see through the veil. Cats really do like magic. And if you have a cat, like if you're whether you call yourself a witch or not, if you have a sacred or you're working with your stones or you're working with spirit, there shows up your cat. Cats and anybody who works with spirit, cat, cats and dogs, but especially cats, know when their spirits in the room, they see them. So it's a nice thing for a witch to have. And, and if you have your familiar in a cat, they watch out for you while you traverse between the realms. Interesting. Do you think cats really care? <laughs> I, 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 I do. I think they do really care, but they have a different sensibility than we do. <laughs> I don't think it's just they don't care. It's just like, what? I'm on my own right now. The, the independence thing may come across as not caring, but it's independence. But that's why a lot of witches don't put their familiar in a cat because cats are cats. It's like, I don't want to do ritual right now. I don't want to do circle. They're cats. So a, a traditional British craft, they, you know how you always see skulls in magical stores, new metaphysical stores, occult stores. In traditional British craft, you put your familiar in a skull, not a human skull. It doesn't have to be a real skull. But if you have something with eyes and ears, then it gives it more shape, just like a haunted doll. So, because then you don't have to deal with that independence of a cat. Right. All right. Let's uh, move on to another question here. This one coming from Kevin. Patty, can you break an evil grip hold or maybe bad spell on my buddy and guitarist, Dan Oldfield? Some dumb, some be a, you know, word there is messing with the controlling him. Any advice before I get serious? Yes. Yes. Um, Literally old. I do a lot of old fashioned Southern conjure. I actually put this one in my book, old world magic for the modern world. Get a lemon, get some salt. There's different versions of it. I have one you can download for $6. It, we know, we know that lemon is cleansing. We know that salt is cleansing. There's this beautiful. It's 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 my favorite uncrossing spell. You know, your friend may or may not have somebody doing something. Ninety nine percent of hexes and or curses are self created. 
we that self-fulfilling prophecy. Somebody told me years ago, and maybe like the best curse to do, don't ever curse anybody, but say, I'm going to curse you, walk away. And they've just create their own thing. Like I did this thing with the LA Dodgers, the sports illustrated curse. Nobody really put us somewhere down the line and athlete tanked after doing the magazine. But I have, it's, it's Southern Conjure, get a lemon and some salt, and you're going to slice the lemon. There's a little chant because rhyming worth sour spell to sour fruit. You must go there because that's your suit into this lemon ever bound. All cures, all ills with salt and sound. And then you're going to salt the heck out of it. And you're going to say another little part of the chant curing all this thing. And then you've got on a platter a very salty four sliced lemon. Put it to dry somewhere. Even in L.A., it takes me like a week to dry. So someplace cold or damp, it's going to take a long time. And then all that negativity will go into it. And then you burn it or bury it. Now, be careful burying it because a salty lemon is not good for your garden. Um, Burning it, you can't sit there with a match. You need a fire. But it really pulls the negativity out. Watch it. If it molds, that means somebody really is throwing. So burn it or bury it and do it one more time. But it's old-fashioned Southern folk conjure, Southern folk magic. It is so affected for the price. You know, you get the, the, the fake with the fake witches and gypsies like give me four million dollars to get like give me a lemon (laughs) give me a lemon just a lemon but 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 even if he if this your friend if he does the lemon spell i would not say the business today looks nothing like it did yesterday while it's more unpredictable its possibilities are endless At ADP, turning unpredictability into an advantage is what we do. Using data-driven insights, we design HR solutions to help businesses work better, smarter, so they can think beyond today and find even more success tomorrow. HR, time, talent, benefits, payroll. ADP, always designing for people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your engine with Syntec Full Synthetic Motor Oil at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Syntec is designed for today's engines to dissipate heat and reduce friction and wear. Get five quarts of Syntec Full Synthetic and a MicroGuard Select oil filter for just $33.99, plus two times O Rewards points. Choose Syntec, available exclusively at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. B words name because now you're connecting to them. Just set the lemon to anything sent your bad way to the attributes, not the person. Because again, you don't want car, the karmic kickback. Even though you're doing protection, and I do protection, and and you want to send it all back, I I would do less connecting. Even if you know the exact person who did it, just say all the bad stuff sent to me. Don't put the face or name there. Why not? Don't you want them to get uh, feeling worse than what they do? Well, I mean, I. But again, we 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 have cords between people. It's not ethics or good or bad. It's hating somebody is an attachment to them. Getting them out of your life completely and never thinking about them is freedom. Makes sense in my little world. Makes sense, you know. But uh, let's continue on here, because I know I have a bunch of questions, but I want to get the audiences in. Uh, Let's go to Thin Lizzie. What is the craziest witch stereotype you've received, current and past witch here, or past life witch? Ah, hi. Um, 
Oh, I, th- I, I think it's just, that, again, that standard that, you know, we worship the devil and eat babies. <laughs> I have not eaten a baby in decades. <laughs> and, and the devil in the, in the Judeo-Christian sense doesn't even uh, exist in my world. So I, I think it's that. And again, Hollywood has lifted up the, and created the bad stereotype along with everything else. So that's why I started my Witches Movie Coven, my latest podcast, where it's witches talking about witch movies, the good, the bad, the ugly, the funny. You got to have a sense of humor. But I, I think it's that, it's that that we're out to do evil when quite the opposite. And anybody who really is into the craft, not, not dark magic, not light magic, we take responsibility for what you do. we do. And when you take responsibility, you're going to be less haphazard with it. We're usually the healers, the kumbaya folks without the kumbaya love it patty negri is our guest tonight we got about five and a half minutes before we go to break at the bottom of the hour war criminal would like to know why do spirits stay instead of crossing over does everyone have a choice to cross over see i think in my experience there are some spirits that are stuck there like the cecil hotel something and this egregore is holding them down but i think a lot of Spirits have crossed over and they hang out because grandma wants to watch the grandkids grow up or that is the place where they got married or had the good times of their life. Even at some like going into the darkest of the prisons, that's all the life these prisoners knew. So they're hanging there. They're not stuck. I, if I go back to my, my experience that there's no time and space on the other side, they could gone up to the pearly gates or whatever they believe in and be hanging out here and be reincarnated. The closest thing I study religion, I study philosophy is the closest thing I think is to what the ancient Sumerians believed. And that was almost like you kind of go to the heaven you believe in. If you believe in pearly gates, you're going to do that. If you believe in reincarnation, but I think it all is true at the same time. We just have little tiny human brains. It doesn't work. My mom can come visit me. She's not stuck here. She likes to go to musical theater. That's it. You know. There you go. We have a choice. We do have a choice. Let's continue. And we can go. We can do it all. Why not? Why not? Do we really get the answers on the other side? I think they are still learning. I don't know because we know dead people are okay because. And there's the 20,000 books written by people who died for a few minutes and came back as I didn't want to come back. And it's glorious over there without a body. And I've talked to, again, they are fine. Death is harder on those living. But I don't know if they get all the answers. I think we're, we're in school here and they're in school there. I think it's just part of this evolution. What if you don't like school? (laughs) <laughs> then you're that kid you got to go sit in the no i don't but you know it's it is what we make it you know and some of us have picked like grad school we've and i don't just mean from the spiritual like people getting into paranormal or philo- philosophical thing some people just want to go through life and just you know basic education some of us do things that make us think harder but no judgments on any of it right Okay, let's continue on here. Let's go over to Deb. I know Marilyn stayed in room 229 at the Roosevelt Hotel, but did she ever film anything there? 
I don't know. I know she did photo shoots there because in one of the secret rooms at the Roosevelt, um, she they have some photos of her by the pool that she hangs out at now. There's some she, so she at least did a like a glamour photo shoot. Um, I've not. I've been to some of the bungalow rooms. I don't think I've been to the one she stayed. I did stay in the room nine twenty three. I think the room Montgomery Cliff stayed in, and that's supposed to be one of the most haunted too. Um, when he was, he was lived there for three months when he was filming from here to eternity. Um, so I, I don't know if she did a, a movie there, but he, like they lived there and they were filming there. And, um, when I first walk into the Montgomery cliff room, he, there was this guy spirit waiting for me. He's like, who are you? I'm like, who are you? Not quite this literal. I'm like, he's like, I'm Monty's, uh, assistant. I'm Monty's, uh, attache. I'm Monty's. I'm like, oh, you're his boyfriend. You can say that now. It's okay. I didn't even know who Montgomery Cliff was, but I brought a trumpet with me because that's what people hear a trumpet because he had to play it when he was doing from here to eternity. I swear to God, the second I blew it, they knocked me out. Like they slipped me a Mickey. I went into this weird dream state. It was cool. Very but nice. I got off the fact of Maryland, didn't I? Oops. That's okay. That's okay. It. Let's go to Joseph. When a witch casts a love spell on behalf of one person to another in another state, what exactly is going on, technically speaking? Well, I, technically speaking, I don't know. Energy is energy. It's manifestation. See, I personally, I would rather go, bring me the love of my life, and then you will get whoever, not give me Bob over there in Nevada. Because, again, you don't have Bob's permission, and now you're getting into some messy karmic stuff. But how it works, whether it's you know manipulative magic or not, is you are creating this different reality. If you take it into academic terms, mind, body, spirit, there's 20,000 books written, mind, body, spirit, how to manifest, whether it's the secret or the spiritual laws or manifestation. We know we'll never surpass our our, our thought process. We just can't, psychology. If, if you don't believe you're going to get that love, you're not going to get it. If you think you can have 100, you will. Mind, body, you got to take action. And spirit is, people get confused, but that's, that's the battery that makes something happen. You could do that through your faith. Go to church, go to temple prayer. You could do that through new age stuff, vision boards, affirmations. You could do what I would do, spell working, candles and herbs and oils and chants. But anybody could look at anything they've done and they've accomplished. You had that mind, but you believed you could do it and you deserved it. You've taken action. And then the spirit is the battery that makes it happen. And a spell is both that action and the bat battery that makes it happen. And that's what you, whether it's the herbs you're using or the prayer you're using. Um, and that's what makes it happen. In witchcraft, we call it creation working dispatch. Patty Negri, we have her for another 30 minutes here on Spaced Out Radio. We are having so much fun. Good to have Patty back on the air. Her website, pattynegri.com. Here on Ghost Adventures, lots of other TV shows. We'll be back right after this. All right. Let's see what Dirty's done for us here. Now we should be able to get a good. Oh, it's a map. It's I can't uh... read it. Here, let me. Uh... says, I got a job at the Roosevelt. Oh, 
it's beautiful. This is L.A. There's a Santa Monica Pier and the Roosevelt. They've got their case and they're, oh, my God. And a sandcastle. Oh, and a sandcastle. I'm surprised you didn't that put a crab so... on there. You didn't put wahoo? A crab. I was thinking ah. about it. Oh, my God. That I'll is put you beautiful. down for crab, Steve. All right. Thank you. Hollywood Haunters. That is absolutely gorgeous. Thanks. Here's the office of Roosevelt. My favorite hotel. That is the hotel. I used to do a regular Sunday night show there. I've done big things in the big ballroom with the things that you could always find the cold spot. I met my husband at that hotel. And, and so you use the Roosevelt. That is so cool. It was, that was the one I thought of. And then halfway through the first half hour, like, oh, yeah, I love the Roosevelt. It's like, well, then that'll be a surprise when we get there. Yeah. Well, that's dirty filth really? right there. Getting dirty with his mental magic. Psychic, too. Yeah. Yep. And we had a blob sighting. Hey, boils and ghouls. We had a blob sighting. Yeah, well, there was blob, and the gargoyle was in here, too, and now everyone's being a jerk, so mm. I think they want snacks. Mm. Well, you, you go get them some <laughs> snacks. I'll get them snacks. You you cats have a great night. See, See you in the chat room. See you, Dirty. It's uh, so gorgeous. That's Dirty I love the cat right names. There. Yes. Blob usually comes out and... Welcome to the CPAP Games live from the Hayes bedroom. It's another eventful night, Bruce. It sure is, Ron. Steve has been flailing everywhere, struggling with this CPAP. His wife, Michelle, is as tense as a fiddle string, trying to contain her rage. Michelle's rolling Steve over. There he goes, and the mask is off. Oh, my, the snoring. Michelle throws an elbow, now a shove. And she's leaving for the couch, taking her place as the Hayes' 100-pound lab. Bask in that dog breath, Steve. With all this struggle, Steve should get Inspire. Absolutely, Bruce. Inspire is a sleep apnea treatment that gives you comfortable, restful sleep with the click of a remote. That's right, a button. As you sleep, Inspire keeps you breathing normally and sleeping peacefully. There's no mask and no hose. Just sleep. Learn more at InspireSleep.com. That's InspireSleep.com. Inspire. Sleep apnea innovation. Inspire is not for everyone. Talk to your doctor to see if it's right for you and review important safety information at InspireSleep.com. Welcome to the CPAP Games Live from the Hayes Bedroom. It's another eventful night, Bruce. It sure is, Ron. Steve has been struggling with his CPAP. His wife, Michelle, is trying to contain her rage. Michelle throws an elbow. Ah! She's leaving for the couch. Steve should get Inspire. Absolutely, Bruce. Inspire is a sleep apnea treatment that gives you comfortable, restful sleep with the click of a remote. There's no mask and no hose. Just sleep. Learn more at InspireSleep.com. Inspire is not for everyone. Talk to your doctor to see if it's right for you and review important safety information at InspireSleep.com. Uh, and uh, we'll sit right where we're on the painting while he's painting. <laughs> Hello, Chili Peen. How are you? Who else has come in here? Jeff Steve Garvey. Nice to have you here. I think we're caught yes. up. I yes. think we're caught yes, up. Yes, every day is, a, is a, indeed a blessing. True that. Thank you, Anya, for the super chat, along with Deb and Crystal. Oh, Maggie, I do. I work with a lot of teens. 
the Danimal Channel. Welcome to SOR Chat. Appreciate you. I'll even give you one of those. The Danimal Channel. I want to see that. Danimal. Hold on. I'm going on YouTube right now. Danimal Channel. I don't think that's them. That's a different profile picture. Don't think this. I don't know. No, see, it's can't. a mystery. Another mystery of life. It is. It is. Let's try this way. Hold on. See, I got two YouTube chats going on here. Let's try this one. No. That ain't it. No. I wonder if I have to use the uh, animals in there. I don't know. Pay Parker, how you doing? You watching Super Bowl this weekend? Patty, are you watching the Super Bowl? Oh, you're Super talking Bowl? to me. I thought you were talking to somebody else. No, sorry. Um, that no, I pro- no. I'll watch the commercials. I'm not a sports person. I'll, I like the commercials. I'm one of those. <laughs> Halftime. Um, yeah, I I don't get sports on TV. It's a little ants running around. I my husband does. He will be there. He's. I'm sure he's watching sports right now. Um. But I'll watch the commercials. I have to uh, miss part of the Super Bowl because I'm going to take my son out of town for hockey. Ah. And then race home. Well, before we race home, going to race down or race over to Taco Bell. And because uh, we don't have a Taco Bell in my town. The closest Taco you Bell don't. is like two hours away. So I'm going to go pillage that place. And uh, I like Taco Bell. Me too. Me too. They're they're building one in Hollywood, a fancy Taco Bell. It's like a fancy dine-in where they sell beer or alcohol, nice. which is not Hold on what one a Taco second. Bell does. Hold on, hon. We pass the halfway point of Spaced Out Radio tonight. Good to have you with us. My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciate earning your listening ears. I want to remind you that if you miss portions of this show or others, check out all of our archives. They are free on YouTube, Spotify, uh, what's that? iHeartRadio, Apple iTunes, Google Play, and every major po- uh, podcast platform. We are there. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the news wire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. We got her till the top of the hour. Patty Negri is here. She is the wonderful Hollywood witch. We're taking a bunch of audience questions. They are lined up, Patty. But first, before we bring Patty in, Reminder, her website is pattynegri.com. You can get her book there. You can check out her podcast, all the television shows like Ghost Adventures. She is everywhere, 
everywhere. Like, don't even think of her or bring her name up at dinner time because poof, she'll just show up at your kitchen table and say, where's my plate? That's the way it is. Patty, thank you so much for being here. You are so welcome. And yes, food, dinner, I am there. I will show up. I'm working on cloning. <laughs> you should. You'd be a perfect one for it. Yeah, I would. Well, you know what? If you're not busy on May 19th to 21st, you could join us at the Golden Nugget in Las Vegas. Because I know you like Las Vegas. I, I do. You just let me know because we are having our second annual fan party there. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. It includes uh, about a six to seven hour live YouTube show, VIP party. We're going to have an experience, experiencers group. We're going to have a night sky watch for UFOs way out in the desert. We got a lot planned. A lot. Planned. I would love to. I will see if I can do it. I'm looking. I just, I just, whoever, this is my travel schedule for this year. Mm-hmm. Um, not counting filming stuff. This is like paracons or events. And May 19th, I'm actually here. May 25th, I'm going to go to Dallas. I'm leaving Copper Queen on, at the end of April. You might have me showing up at your dinner table. I, I ho- well, then it's dinner's on me. Dinner's on yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. We'll go to Taco Bell. And, uh, yeah. and, you know, we will enjoy. That is for sure. But if you want to come, you're more than welcome. We'd love to have you oh, there. thank you. Yeah. Thank we, you. We, we've got about almost 60, pe- 60 fans uh, signed up by now. That's awesome. Yeah. It's really cool. Really cool. And only three months to go. Three months to go. All right. Let's uh, get back to some audience questions here for you. Marie would like to know, Patty, have, have you gotten any spiritual messages at the Chateau Marmont? And if you've been to the Houdini estate? The only I've not done an investigation at the Chateau Marmont. I actually did lunch there, um, middle of the day, and it's like an industry place to have lunch. But it was so funny. There was a spirit. I I, I wasn't going into my space, but there was like a spirit. Like was angry because they had to wait to eat lunch. I swear to God, it was funny. Like pacing. I'm like, there's a spirit pacing back and forth. Like, oh, I shouldn't have to wait for a table. I, I didn't. I was with people that I couldn't go. Oh wait, let me go channeling. But that was the the funniest thing at the Chateau Marmont was somebody just didn't want to have to wait. Um, so and other than that, I haven't. And Houdini Estate, yes, I have. I actually not too long ago. It's now like in a, they they fixed it up or what's part of it, and it's it's like a venue, like get a wedding venue kind of things. Go do events there, and it was the night before the wedding. I went what they wanted to do. We did like a seance at it and stuff, but it was pretty magical. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Cause I know it was in disrepair. We used to go there when I was a kid We and it was just literally like ruins and things. We used to, that's what we would do when we were kids, sneak to the Houdini estate, sneak to the queen Mary. We did our prom on the queen Mary and I'd sneak in and see the little girl ghost in the, in the pool room. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. All right. Let's go to Garden Ho. Patty, what crystals do you recommend to use for protection and how do you cleanse them? My best, and any dark stone is good for protection, any black or dark stone, because it close it up. Um, onyx, jet. My favorite one is black tourmaline um, because it, it all, all dark and black stones pull away negativity. Black tourmaline can actually turn it into positivity. So I'll 
get a nice little chunk of black tourmaline a lot. I cleanse them occasionally. I usually like put them out and if there's a full moon and I remember to do it, I'll put them out overnight in a full moon or in a window if you can't put them out. Occasionally I will, will smudge them with a Palo Santo or something. And occasionally you have to wash them. But be careful washing certain stones. Like you can't wash a selenium because I think it'll disappear. It's like salt or something. So, But so gently wash most of them. But a lot of it's just energetic. Good question. I'm a soda light guy. Ah. I even put it around my microphone. Oh, that's beautiful. Of, of soda light around my microphone. Every day. Every day. That, yeah. Every night. Yeah. And, and besides, I mean, black stones do that. But find the stone that works for you. That you, what you're drawn to, like the, the soda light, whether it's the attributes somebody told you it was given or the ones you feel in it. We're going to have, a, you know, pulls to certain stones and things. Oh, very true. Very true. You know, and I'm, I'm a firm believer that your 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 natural gifts will pick out the stone for you. Yep. Like, you, know, you can look at a table and there could be hundreds there, but it's only going to be one that really shines out to you. Yep. All right. Well, let's move. Right. Let's move on here. And let's go to Kim. How do you know if you're having ghost sex? <laughs> uh how do you know if you're having cuban sex you usually kind of know it, it's um again i haven't had it but i've worked with enough people who had um it's supposed to be actually a, again if it's consensual and if it's positive a really very sensorial experience because it's not even limited by just flesh it's like full body um, so I think if you feel like you're having sex, you're going to know. Sometimes it's subtle. I know I worked with some girls at BuzzFeed and they thought they wanted experience and I told, told them how to do it and some things to say, but one got nothing past tingling on her hand or some like light touching or something. And one didn't, I'm like, well, what'd you go to bed in? And like sweats. It's like, well, that's seductive. You didn't really want it. Did you? Um, so I, I think just like how, you know, you're having human sex is how, you know, you're having ghost sex. If there's not somebody you can see there, it's probably a ghost. Good answer. Good answer. Or just one hell of a creative imagination. Yes. Yes. And that's okay too. Let's go to Lee. That's okay too. Do you think it's just part of the soul that stays in our realm? Yes, in a sense. I, I use the word essences of um, versus going with soul and versus spirit. And I don't want to get into big philosophical. So, But yeah, essences of that stays. Again, grandma wants to watch the kids grow up. You want to hang out at your favorite coffee shop. You want to, The theaters are always haunted because whether people in the audience at theaters or actors on stage or musicians, you go to what brought you joy. And I don't, but I don't think they're stuck, and I don't think it's a whole person. So, so to over answer that, yes. All right, here we go with Raz again. Is Harry Potter the movie or the books messing with real life witch narratives? No, I think witches as ever not to love it because they put a positive spin on it. They put a positive. Yes, it's theatrical. Yes. You don't have fire breathing, whatever's, but no, I think, I think it's, it's been much more good than bad. What is the strangest creature you have seen in your sessions or in your 
uh, investigations. Have you ever run across cryptids? I don't think so. I I'm I'm a city girl. Are they? <laughs> really? Um, though I do like to get out. The, I think the strangest creature actually was in Ireland this year was a fairy. When because I love see I like fairy fairy magic whatever you believe they are. We went to this literal fairy farm, organic, and they had all the sheep, the obligatory sheep, billions of sheep, and they had the cows, and they had the beautiful horses and the fields, and a literal fairy fort. And there, I mean, in Ireland, they take it seriously. They'll they will take a highway and go around if there is a fairy fort. They will not just disturb or destroy a fairy fort you have to have permissions so we were at this fairy fort we're tranching through this beautiful greenest ireland and there's these ancient things of everything and there was a fairy tree where people would hang stuff and you walked in there and it totally was like you were on hallucinogenic something it was like oh my god maybe there's 20 of us here and i'm like i'm under this fairy tree this is it just psychedelic beautiful amazing wonderful and then i walked out and i was maybe 100 yards away there was 20 people over by the fairy tree i was in this green field and i i'm looking at the people in front of me there was this beautiful white stallion to the right of me a real living white stallion and there was this cow to the left of me so people in front stallion cow i closed my eyes and just gratitude going i'm so thankful i get to experience this I opened my eyes and the people were gone. And now the horse was on my left and the cow was on my right. No, they hadn't moved. Literally, the, the fairy had picked me up and turned me around 180 degrees without me feeling my feet move or anything. That's fairy. It's like, ah. So that that's about the wildest, you know, otherworldly being that I've experienced like that where it's physically moving me. Yeah. Oh, you cool. would love our area. All the houses in my area that are 50 plus years or older, yeah. they all have fairy gardens. And nobody, nobody touches them. Nobody touches them. It's really cool. A couple of years ago, I actually got to see two fairies uh, standing on my, uh, on my fence post between me and my neighbor's yard. One was orange and one was red. Wow. See the little orange glowing just sitting there. It was kind of cool. It is very cool. I think the elementals are making a big comeback because we need to put our eyes back on the earth. Um, You know, more and more fairy lore, they've always been around. But I I know people who aren't necessarily into the elemental world, like Chris Fleming, dear friend. He's a TV medium. He's on a bunch of TV shows. Um, And he was I, I know he was filming and he has a show in Europe. He's like, Patty, I saw a gnome. They're real. I'm like, yeah. I think because we got to save our little planet, it's like, yes, we look up to aliens and yes, we look up to angels, but we got to pull it back here, too. I don't know how I'd react to seeing a gnome. <laughs> I don't know. What's a str- outside of a ghost? What's the strangest thing you've seen? Uh, the bl- black blobby things that I've seen a couple times. A kind of a version of it at that Phil Spector castle. And the other time I saw it was at Zach's museum. We were there doing a live four hour Halloween special. I mean, it took weeks to set up like 8,000 cameras live four hours in his crazy museum. Um, 
And I, it was great because I knew everybody was there. Everybody was there. Chris Fleming was there. Josh Gates did it. The, the Perrys, Gary Golka, everybody who's everybody. And like me, and I'm fangirling. <laughs> it's like, I get to be here too. But we knew who we were. We were staying in the same hotel. But he has this thing with me. And now, now rest in peace. There, it was always good witch, bad witch. It was me and this other a UK witch, Lady Snake. And he would always just throw me in a room with her. Now we're in Ed Gaines Cauldron room and she wanted to kill me because she was doing dark magic with his thing. Well, this one, we, huh? I said, Oh, nice. Oh yeah. No, because we, I didn't know who was there again. I'm blindfolded. I'm in this gypsy thing and I'm, I'm seeing this, I'm seeing everything else going on. He goes, I want you to beat someone. And he brought me into this, there's a big old cauldron and there was this little unassuming English woman in a cake. Looks like a cape. Looks like somebody wanted to serve you tea, but she wanted to kill me because she was, I, I, I did not know that it was Ed Gain, you know, the serial killer, the one that, you know, Chainsaw yeah. was styled after in Silence of the Lambs. She was doing dark magic in the cauldron that he used to eat people, cook people in. Oh. And she did want to kill me. So anyway, so that was our first encounter. Now this is a year or two later. We're back there for the four hour live. I knew everybody who was called in the, the experts and specialists to be on the show, except her all of a sudden it's my time to go in. He's like, I want you to go to the basement and in Zach's museum, this is before anybody went to the basement. Now people do. And walk down there, and there she is again doing dark magic in the basement of the museum. And another standoff. I made jump Jack, Zach jump about three feet because I'm throwing energy at her, and she's throwing energy at me. But it it released whatever she was doing. It released some black globby things that mm. ooze up. I had never seen that before. That that was weird. So weird. I don't even know what you call it. Yeah. Let's go to Brown Dwarf. Do you have any interesting stories from Pasadena? Yes. Yes, I do. Pasadena is beautifully haunted in old area. Um, beautiful old land. Um, I had a friend who had an interesting house there. We did an episode of Ghost Adventures there. Um, Richard Lael, he actually teaches at my school now. He, 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 he identifies himself as a Satanist, but... I don't even think he believes in Satan. It's just the philosophical behind it. But he has this old Victorian house that was crazy haunted. And and um, on, I brought Ghost Adventures. They're going, Zach, you're going to love this guy. And they got a bunch of stuff. But, but I, again, because I had done the house, I, I just stood outside and told Zach, you're going to love this house. He did because he doesn't want anything that could see pre, pre-planned. But, um, but, other than not being on film, we got so much stuff from this house. Because, again, there was literally a seance room built there. And it was like an octagon shape and a kind of in this tourity thing. And we don't have that kind of stuff in L.A. And and he had it set up with mirrors and things. And it really was a seance room. So, yeah, Pasadena is great. Very cool. Very cool. Well, let's continue on here. Let's go to Maggie. Patty, do you have anything to share for teens and young adults beginning their journeys um yeah inspire them allow them teach them it's not scary it's not it's that this is a beautiful world and we have control over it this is our realm i work with a lot of people i keep saying my audience might keep getting younger because you know zach's on the 40 something guys and then i started working with the the TFI, all the overnight guys, that's 20 something. I work a lot with awesomeness, which is teens. Awesomeness TV, it's a platform. 
Um, it's all teen high school oriented. And I work a lot. We'll go be doing a, a slumber party in Topanga Canyon and doing seance. And I teach some proper stuff. And now I'm working with this kid. I think he just turned 14, Gavin Magnus. He's a he's an influencer. They're so full of life and they're so full. Of, they haven't got jaded yet. Inspire them how magical they are as humans. And know that the spirit world is is beautiful. Yes, there's dark and yes, there's light, just like this world. So actually my book is is teen teen happy. I a lot of teens because it's life hacks. It's simple life hacks. How to why you put a couple drops of salt in the toilet to release stress. Stuff weird stuff like that. I'm getting fancy. So it's it because it's about taking your power, empowerment, and knowing how fabulous you are. And we all have the ability to do that. Yeah, we do. All of us. Excellent. Two more questions from our audience. We got about five and a half minutes to go. Okay. Garden Ho wants to know, Patty, is Moldavite a dangerous crystal to wear? If so, why? Ah, uh, I don't know that enough technical about it, but if I don't... Welcome to the CPAP Games live from the Hayes bedroom. It's another eventful night, Bruce. It sure is, Ron. Steve has been flailing everywhere, struggling with this CPAP. His wife, Michelle, is as tense as a fiddle string, trying to contain her rage. Michelle's rolling Steve over. There he goes, and the mask is off. Oh, my, the snoring. Michelle throws an elbow, now a shove. And she's leaving for the couch, taking her place as the Hayes' 100-pound lab. Bask in that dog breath, Steve. With all this struggle, Steve should get Inspire. Absolutely, Bruce. Inspire is a sleep apnea treatment that gives you comfortable, restful sleep with the click of a remote. That's right, a button. As you sleep, Inspire keeps you breathing normally and sleeping peacefully. There's no mask and no hose. Just sleep. Learn more at InspireSleep.com. That's InspireSleep.com. Inspire, sleep apnea innovation. Inspire is not for everyone. Talk to your doctor to see if it's right for you and review important safety information at inspiresleep.com. Welcome to the CPAP Games live from the Hayes bedroom. It's another eventful night, Bruce. It sure is, Ron. Steve has been struggling with this CPAP. His wife, Michelle, is trying to contain her rage. Michelle throws an elbow. Ah! She's leaving for the couch. Steve should get inspired. Absolutely, Bruce. Inspire is a sleep apnea treatment that gives you comfortable, restful sleep with the click of a remote. There's no mask and no hose. Just sleep. Learn more at inspiresleep.com. Inspire is not for everyone. Talk to your doctor to see if it's right for you and review important safety information at inspiresleep.com. You have it in the right circumstance. I get nauseous. <laughs> I do. I was at my friend Patty. Actually, she's a celebrity. Patty. I could talk about it because she's one of my best friends. Patty Stanger, you know, the millionaire matchmaker. Um, she's great. Uh, we, uh, we're just fr- we're friends and we work together. Um, but we, I, I had some Moldavite incense, which is made from, oh, my God, it opens up all sorts of stuff. So you have to be careful of that. But for me, it just takes you such another world. If you don't control it, it you don't want to get, get get nauseous. I don't know about it like opening portals dangerous, but it sure sets you there. So that's that's the best. I it's a really good question, but that's the best answer I have. And let's go over to Joseph. Patty, do you stay up till three a.m. to do spells and other witch work? Three a.m. is prime witching hours, I believe. <laughs> Yes, it is. My podcast is called The Witching Hour, but I don't tape it at 3 a.m. What I am usually doing at 3 a.m. is I'm getting on social media for the first time that day because I work, I do work very, very full days. I get up by seven every day. I teach a free workout class up at Lake Hollywood under the sign. 
six days a week when I'm in town. And then I have a full day, whether we're filming or speaking or playing. So by 3 a.m. is my first quiet time before I go to sleep. So I rarely is it really doing magic. It's laying there going, have I checked Facebook or Instagram? You'll see if you see when I post. I mean, I post throughout the day and I have people helping me post throughout the day. Those, that's when I'm really posting. But you, it is good for magic. It is good for seeing spirits. It is good for communication. It is good for paranormal investigations. Yes. That's when stuff really starts happening. What is left for you to accomplish in this field? Yeah. I I want, again, the reason I started the school, and even Paraflix, though we haven't gone there, where I started the streaming service, um, I, I want people to see what I see that the magic side of the paranormal. So whether it's a, my own TV show or working on a TV show that people get, let's go next level with things or just a school that people can come to whatever, not on TV. Um, I think that's, what's left again, keeping the mystery. Cause we, that's what I love about this, the mystery and mysticism that was lost for so many years, but also seeing the magic bring that's left for me. as just, letting people see the magic. How do we bring that magic out of us? Because we are so formatted into how life is now. We don't really have time to add anything that might seem a little too weird to us, even though it may be what's necessary at that time. We have to play. We have to, we, it, it shouldn't be a luxury. Even if it's 10 minutes a day out of your life, do something that inspires your heart play with abandon, dance like no one's watching, roll around at the playground at the park, find a path, a spirituality path. We have to, because it's it's food for the soul. We get stuck. I have to do this. I need to do this. I'm going to go here. We go to work and survival. And yeah, we have to do all that. But this is it, you guys. Find, find the magic. And then those other 23 and a half hours are so much better. They're very true. Very true. Do you have ghosts that come by you every now and again just to say hello like let's say you met a ghost for the first time say 28 years ago and all of a sudden he pops by again do you get that happening i've never had that happening no and i'm thinking maybe they do but i've got such a bad memory i don't recognize them <laughs> i've like ran into ex-husbands and not recognized them it's like, oh my you look so familiar I know. Hey, they grew a bear. Uh, but the voice. Um, so, no, I haven't. Ha- Again, my Adrian has been coming and going and mostly here for 20 years or a relative will come in. Right. Grandpa coming in who died when I was 17, the, the philosopher guy. Um, but not like random ghosts floating by the house I was in as a kid and now floating by. I, I haven't. And if they have, I apologize because I didn't recognize you. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. We have <laughs> one minute to go here, my friend. Could you do me a favor and tell everybody where they can find your work, your podcast, your YouTube channel, and your book? Yes. Yes. Um, PattyNegri.com is a really good place to get started because then you can get to my correct. I am I am now verified places finally because there is a bunch of fake patties on Instagram, on now on TikTok. Now on eBay, there's a fake patty selling fake haunted dolls from Patty Negri Collection. Patty Negri promises she'll buy them. It's like, I'm not. I will I will never contact you. I will never say I had a dream about you. I will never say well, I'll give you a reading for I'll give you a discount. So so Patty Negri Psychic Medium on Facebook, Patty Dot Negri on Instagram, Patty Negri on Twitter and, and TikTok. 
Um, but I'm all over the place. I, if, all over the country. I'm getting ready to leave for Australia. That's a private event. But I'm going on the dark water cruise in early March out of Florida with the Wraith Chasers. I'm going to be at the Witch's Ball in Dallas right after that. I'm filming with Ghost Finders. Then I'm going to be at Parapod Festival in Valencia and Spirits in the Sky in Indiana and Miracles of Joy in Texas. And that's just the next four months. There's, so if, if you want to come hang out with me, and I hope you do, because we do seances and gallery reads and investigations, and and it's fun. So sign up for my newsletter, pattynagry.com. YouTube, I, I'm all over. I put free magic, free everything. Um Switching hours everywhere. We love you, my dear. Patty Nagri. Here comes hour three next. Thank you. I should have given you an extra uh, minute and a half. That's okay. That's okay. I talked too long. Let's do this again soon, if you don't mind. Let's do this again soon. You you are such a beautiful host. You are such a fun host. Your audience is great and involved. Keep it up, babe. Way too kind. No, it was so nice for you to come back. And I I just, I have so much respect for you. So thank you very much for everything you do. And I, you, and you are welcome and have a great last hour. I will. I'm going to have another big glass of water, maybe a glass of wine. You go, go girl. (laughs) You go. We'll see you later, Patty. Take care. Bye. Patty Negri, everybody. How awesome is she? How awesome is she? I love her. I'll be right back. And then we'll get to the Swampy and Super Duke. I'll be right back.
Hello, everybody. Tate Franz, welcome back. Got about just over a minute here, guys. Getting ready for some Super Duke. No, tomorrow's show is Michael Schratt. Aviation historian. We're going to get into some black projects. Yeah, that's going to be good. Thank you, Travis. I was uh, going to hit you up here. Find out. By the way, Travis just did a beautiful painting of a mountainscape with a Sasquatch in it. Get over to his Facebook, Travis Willie Bustus. You'll be able to see it. Thank you to our super chatters tonight. Uh, Crystal, Deb, Anya, Louie times two. Very much appreciate the love, everybody. And uh, let's see you in San Francisco for UFOCon 2023. Go to UFOCon2023.com. Get your tickets today. Here we go. Would you like to connect with us? Head to spacedoutradio.com for all your latest show info. Now, back to Dave Scott and SOR. Here we go with the third and final hour of Spaced Out Radio tonight. My name is Dave Scott. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. We very much appreciate earning your listening ears wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call Earth. Hello to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on Odyssey Radio, TalkStream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. What do you got for us tonight, Clam? Zonon. Zoanon is your password. Probably pronounced it incorrectly, but yeah, the clam sets the password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. It is time once again to head to the swamp. Our resident swamp dweller takes us on another spooky journey. Hi, Spaced Out Radio listeners. This is Swamp Dweller. It's time for your nightly dose of spookiness on the show. If you have an interesting encounter or a spooky story that you would like to share, be sure to submit them in at swampdweller.net. You can also find our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash swampdwellerreads. Now, let's chill out, relax, and together, let's enter the swamp. I live in a city in northeastern India. But my parents and I always go to visit our grandma's house on the holidays and on some occasions in the countryside. I'm 18 years old. The small town, which is kind of a village my grandma's house is in, is on farmland surrounded by many woods. 
if you get what I'm saying. So let's cut to the scary part. The town is like any other ordinary small town in our state, but the people have been seeing some weird stuff throughout the years. There are countless stories, so I will try to write the ones I remember. The oldest I can remember was told by my dad when I was a kid. He said that he and his friend and some of my uncles were drinking and talking in the cabin attached to the back of my grandmother's house in the backyard. The backyard is attached to a small pond in a few square kilometers of woods and farmland, since my family from my mother's side owned many parts of the property. So as I said, they were enjoying the stuff when they saw a fireball going through the bamboo trees in the backyard. He said fireball, but it wasn't attached to anything like a stick or a lamp, and they didn't hear footsteps or see anyone. The odd detail is, they said the fireball was blue. I don't know, but I saw those associated with spirits and stuff somewhere. Next was an occasion I can't quite remember. The whole incident is very foggy, but my aunt was cooking in the kitchen, and she heard a whistle in the backyard through the window in the kitchen. After some time, my dad and one of my uncles returned to throw away the previous day's trash. He said he saw a guy using our abandoned toilet in the backyard. The bathroom's made by my grandpa, since many people in that area are very poor. So my dad and my uncle approached the guy and asked what he was doing, when he had just said that he was there to use their toilet since my uncle sensed some danger, like the guy could be a robber or something. Hence, he and my father returned to the house to pick up some tools, phones, torches, and a safety knife. But the guy was not there when they returned. They went in for just a minute to collect the supplies, and my aunt in the kitchen looking out the window said that he just vanished. I don't know if it was paranormal, an attempted robbery, or something else. Now, there are other events like one of my uncles who partied late at night was coming back one night when we heard something following him. The road was of course dark, mildly foggy, and no one else was out there. Such a cliche. So of course he got scared and began looking back with his phone flashlight and walking fast when the footsteps started creeping him out. He started saying God's prayer and played a song on his phone. He began walking faster. Still. After just a few steps, his phone died, and he could hear the footsteps chasing him. He sprinted through our backyard because of a shortcut. Our backyard and farmlands are all connected to the road. When he came home, I don't remember what exactly happened, but still I remember him saying this to my mother. But still I remember him saying to his mother, which is my grandma, that he was chased by something. He said it was a solo footstep, though, like it was something with only one foot hopping after him. The following day, he told the whole story that I just wrote, and most of my family shrugged it off as a mild paranormal incident. As I said before, this town has bizarre things going on, so it's natural to become used to it. And we love the Swamp Dweller around here. If you love his stories, we got him each and every Monday through Friday night to kick off hour number three. And of course, you could always find Swamp Dweller stories on his own YouTube channel. There's thousands of them. Go to youtube.com forward slash Swamp Dweller Reads and get their stories. Hit subscribe on his channel. Help the guy out. Yeah, we all want that. that it's, we all want you to hit that subscribe button. That's what we do. That's what we're here for. We're all for the clicks. Speaking of a guy who's for the clicks, it's time for Super Duke at World Bigfoot Radio and the Crypto. <laughs> Yes, Super Duke for 
world. Bigfoot Radio is here. We love it when he's here. How you doing there, buddy? Oh, just enjoying my awesome hair. The best this side of Dave Mustaine for my age group. We're fighting it out neck and neck. Who's going to keep their hair the longest? I'm going to win, Dave. I think you are. I totally (laughs) think you are. Man, (laughs) Dave Mustaine is gaining the skullet really, really quickly. Is he really? Yeah. Dave, I was amazed the last time I saw him. I was like, damn, he's still got hair. (laughs) He's way ahead of Metallica. Go, Dave, go. (laughs) Right? I don't know. Kurt Hammett's hair is pretty uh, spectacular. Yeah, I got to give him credit. He's still got his hair. The rest of them just gave up and, you know. (laughs) Lars's hair fled and went back to Denmark or something. I don't know. He hasn't got any anymore. Yeah, yeah. But Robert Trujillo... The bass guitarist, he still can uh, pin down the four uh, waistline ponytails. That's for sure. Yeah, he's got he got the long dread edge like uh, Brown Dwarf and uh, the chat there does. Nice. Yeah, he just. Uh, <laughs> I was. Oh, never mind. <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of hard to see him when he's in the woods. It just looks like uh, you know a whole bunch of dreadlocks with little feet sticking out from underneath it. Truth. Very true. We got you till the bottom of the hour on the abbreviated cryptid report tonight. What do you got for us tonight? Story wise there. We heading back to Washington state. No, we're going to Montana, but first of all, a piece of news about my uh, guest on the the last show that I did SOR's own Danielle diva. Uh, everybody keep her in your prayers and send her pos- positive energy she was. Uh, she spent the day in the hospital yesterday and was released today and is not feeling good. And they're saying she should be back to normal by like midweek next week. So she needs uh, healing prayers and all that kind of stuff. So very true. Keep her. Keep her in your prayers. All right. <clears throat> so with that, yeah, we're uh, we're leaving uh, Bobby Short's voluminous writings on the subject, and we're going to. The RMSO blog from my buddy Kelly Shaw, who always pronounces Sasquatch Sasquatch. But he's been, he gets reports from all over the damn place and uh, recently got one from right very close to where I'm at, actually, here, Seeley Lake, which is very near where I'm at. And so <sighs> this one uh, two men come face to face with. Two giant Sasquatch. Domino's Mix and Match menu has items for every occasion. Flaked on your friend's open mic night? Flaky bread twists and molten lava cakes should do the trick. Soccer team duty? Medium two-topping pizzas and stuffed cheesy bread are your best defense. Is it your dog's half birthday? Celebrate his biggest day with savory sandwiches and tender specialty chicken. Mix and match two or more items for $6.99 each at Domino's. Ask for this offer two-item minimum prices, participation, delivery area, and charges may vary. Bone and wings, bread bowl pasta, and pan pizza will cost extra. Local stores have delivery fees and can charge extra for some menu items. Businesses need to think beyond today. That's why ADP uses data-driven insights to design HR solutions to help your business find more success tomorrow. HR, time, talent, benefits, payroll, ADP, always designing for people. Near Sealy Lake. Bruno B. writes RMSO. I'm sorry if I don't have a photo of this incident, but I really wanted to tell this story because it still makes me cry to this day and I still have nightmares. I'll go by the name Bruno B. I'm Brazilian and I'm 21 years old. 
In 2017, I came to the USA to visit my uncle, who has since died in 2021. He lived in Sealy Lake, Montana. I had arrived at the Kalispell Airport where my uncle was there to pick me up. We traveled from there to Big Fork, and from there we were going to Sealy Lake where he lived. It was a long road, and we stopped in a road which had some grass and then some dense forest. It was about 2 to 3 p.m. We both got out of the car and had to take a whiz in some bushes. After we did, we're returning to the car. I noticed something strange moving on the other side of the road. I said to my uncle, you see that? And he said, yes. We approached the other side of the road, and there was something pitch black crouching in some bushes close to the dense forest about five yards from the road. I thought it was a person in some costume trying to scare us. And then comes the part that I regretted doing to this day. I screamed at the thing, hey, quit with this bleep. Then the thing stood on its two legs. It was about mm, six and a half feet tall. It had arms as long as its legs. And we could see the face now. It resembled a person with a human-like nose, but its jaw was very wide and its forehead was big like those Neanderthals. Its head didn't have much fur, but its body was covered in pitch black fur. The thing stood up on its two legs and started to scream at us with a guttural voice that I can't describe, but something like, We were scared now. As he was going to the car, my uncle stopped and looked at it again, and now I saw behind this thing there was another one. This one was the one that still gives me nightmares. It was much bigger than the first one. I mean, it was like 11 to 12 foot tall. It was gray and had very long fur or hair, head to toe. It had very long fur on its face, like a very long beard. It was the biggest, scariest thing I have ever seen. He approached the smaller one and put his hand on its shoulder. The small one looked at him and they strided slowly back to the dense forest. At this point, my uncle and I ran back to the car, and he drove fast to Sealy Lake. I never told this story to anybody because I thought people would ridicule me here in my home country. And at this age, I didn't know about Bigfoot or anything like that because I'm not American. And the only witness to this was my uncle, who is now deceased. But after I searched for giant humanoids, I came across the Bigfoot thing. And when I watched in documentaries and then saw the leg and arm measuring that Thinker Thunker does on his YouTube channel, along with other Bigfoot videos I watched, like the Patterson-Gimlin film, I'm convinced those two things I saw were certainly Bigfoot. And that scared the hell out of me. I got scared of walking in any woods now, even outside of America. I hope you read this. Thank you. Kelly Shaw replies, Thank you for your sighting report. We're familiar with the area you had your experience in sighting. Spend a lot of time near Kalispell and surrounding areas of Montana because of the sighting reports we receive from there. And Bruno says, thank you for your answer. It's good to tell this story to people who would understand me and not think that I'm crazy. How often do we hear that? But here's another report. Bear hunters encounter large reddish dreadlocked Sasquatch in the Bitterroot Mountains, which are right next to me. Anthony E. writes, RMSO. It was 1999. I was riding up the west fork of the Bitterroot Huge Creek Road going to Lookout. I was on the Malloy Creek heading down just before dark. I would say about 25 minutes of shooting light left. I was on the back of the four-wheeler with a friend. As we were heading down the mountain, 
and the subject was about seven to eight foot tall with reddish dreadlock-looking hair. It ran with us about 35 yards away on the downside of the mountain. Both of us looked at each other and said, that's not a bear. We were running about 25 miles an hour down the mountain trying to make it down to another area to the uh, glass real quick to the spot uh, bears before dark. This animal ran into the trees on two legs, and like I said, it was only about 35 to 40 yards away. Kelly asks, how were you able to determine its speed 25 miles an hour? And he says, it ran alongside of us, and we were going approximately 20 to 25 miles an hour on the four-wheeler. And Kelly says, I appreciate all the details. Uh, We've been on Malloy Creek and have been up that area to look out too searching for a Bigfoot that was recently seen crossing near Chief Joseph Trailhead. We spent an evening glassing rivers, roads, creeks, clearings, tree lines, and mountain ridges for a few hours up there. Cool area. Thanks again for your Bigfoot sighting report. Again, that was another Montana one. And here's another one. Large male Montana Bigfoot throws rocks at woman bow hunting. Donna writes RMSO. I live in northwest Montana, and I had an encounter with a large male Bigfoot in 2016. He threw a rock at me while I was bow hunting in September. I was hunting by myself, and I was a couple miles from my truck that was parked behind a gated road. I was standing on a ledge overlooking an overgrown clear cut. The rather large rock landed at my feet. I looked around to see if someone threw the rock at me, but I saw nothing. All was quiet. No birds or squirrel noises. I heard a whistle and looked in the direction that it came from. There was a huge creature standing between two trees, and he was shaking the trees in the clearing about 75 yards away from me. I've not been in the woods or hunted. Excuse me. I've not been in the woods and hunted for most of my life. This was not a bear or a moose. I took an elk trail to get off that mountain as fast as I could. But the elk trail was close to some dark timber where you couldn't see very far. I heard growling and huffing coming from the dark overgrown timber. I thought that was impossible since the Bigfoot I saw was on my right side and the timber was on my left. I was in between a family of them. They let me leave, but to this day I believe that is their home. I cast a footprint from the female, and every time I go back and give them something to eat, they always leave a gift in return. They're definitely territorial, but not really dangerous. RMSO responds, were you able to estimate the height of the one you saw? Could you tell what color it was? Do you recall seeing the face or the eyes? Donna says, I estimate his height at eight feet. He was too far away to see eye color or facial features. He was all black and his hair was shiny. It was a sunny morning and he looked like he had been in water recently. I know it was male because of the way he acted, territorial, but he could have killed me with that rock he threw. It was a clear warning. I have not been back in there by myself since, but they are still there. I cast a footprint in the mud uh, by a spring a couple years ago. There were two prints. One was very small in comparison, maybe a young one. I made a cast of the 13-and-a-half-inch track. My guess is it was a female, and she shows the cast. That rock... Kelly says, right on, definitely was not the eight-footer you saw. From the many times we have tracked them, there are usually two or more. This could be a female or a large youngster. Thank you for contacting us with the experience, evidence, and story. 
And Donna says, I'm a firm believer that they are not hostile. They left me gifts, but at the time, didn't I didn't realize it. I love that area, and I go there often. I hear them. They break trees and leave mushrooms freshly picked upside down in the break. They have left me twisted up grass into a human-like figure on a rock that I have left apples, nuts, and granola bar on. Unfortunately, my game cam caught only elk in the field. Nothing went to the rock where I left the food. Yet there was a twisted grass left there, and the food was gone. Kelly replies, Sneaky buggers, we have put camera lines in places where we see them travel to and from a creek. After putting up cameras, the track trail changed over 100 yards south. We do believe they see the IR triggers on the cameras. However, we still leave the cameras out there hoping they make a mistake or get used to them and eventually give us a selfie of them. Donna says, My cams took pics of a lot of elk romping around and playing, but nothing triggered the cam at the rock where I left the treats. It's very odd. I do have a hand on a night cam trail pick. It's an entirely different location. That cam has been taken off the tree and placed face down on the dirt. I've never been able to locate it the last time I checked on it. It's just gone. I'll send the pic from the previous time, though. And she includes the pic. And, yeah, it looks like there's a finger over part of the lens, and the camera is pointing down like it's about to get dumped into the dirt. So that would make sense. And then here, this is uh, from Lone Mountain. And all of you fans of The Hobbit, Remember the Lonely Mountain there? This looks actually like it. It's a lone mountain out in the middle of nowhere and uh, bears more than a passing resemblance to the one in the movie, too. So, again, they could have just saved money and filmed it here. But Barry Holmes writes, RMSO. Hello, RMSO. My name is Barry Holmes, and I have a story to tell. Back in 1975, I know a while ago, while hunting and scouting for an elk herd, I was climbing the north face of Lone Mountain, in Big Sky, Montana. Halfway up the bowl, as we call it, I smelled something like rotted flesh, just a horrible stench. I continued my climb. I searched for the herd following prints. The mountain is a 10,000-foot elevation, so I had to stop frequently to catch my breath. Anyway, halfway up the bowl of the mountain, I thought I saw an elk, but to my surprise, it was not. Walking on two feet, this thing proceeded to climb way faster than I could, about 300 yards ahead of me, still snow on the mountain. I noticed strange prints alongside the elk and bighorn sheep prints that I was following. Note that I never heard of a Bigfoot at the time. The back of this animal had to be four to five feet in width from shoulder to shoulder. The smell was unbearable, but curiosity kept me going up the mountain. It walked up and over the ridge, and I never saw it again. But I can say two things. I'll never forget what I saw, uh, the height about 8 feet to maybe 10 feet, but hard to say. The smell and width of the back of this animal, undeniably massive. And then he includes a pick of Lone Mountain, where you could see the bowl, as he calls it, where they were climbing up. And he says, this Lone Mountain, look at it on the right side of the bowl, climbing up the ridge is where I had my encounter. Anyway, thanks for listening. P.S. This is way before it turned into a major ski resort area, which is what it is now. And Kelly responds, hi, Barry, appreciate hearing from you. That bowl looks almost like a volcanic crater. Do you recall what color the creature was? Were you able to estimate the track length or width? Barry says, well, remember, this was 1975 and didn't even know what a Bigfoot was. 
but from what I can recall from the tracks, maybe about 16 inches, and the color was undeniably reddish-brown. Length between tracks, no idea, sorry. But two things that stuck out in my mind even 40 years later was the smell and the width of the back of this creature, longer than four feet across. So there you go with some random Bigfoot reports. Love them. From right here in Montana, all very close to where I'm at right now. What's incredible is, you know, the the power and the size that these people described. You know, I mean, it's just amazing. A great example of that is uh, just day before yesterday, somebody got a video of one going on a snowy peak. I believe it's St. Francis Peak. And Kelly Shop put the video out, and he already said it's on the Farmington um, Gorge or Bowl side of it. So apparently he's probably over there right now. He was going to go over there as quick as he could and check it out. But he said he had actually been up to the top where this thing was filmed at during the summer, and he didn't feel safe being up there during the summer. That slope is incredibly steep. They were about two, a mile and a half, two miles away from it when they zoomed in to film it. And you can see this thing booking across this near cliff face, and it's 90 inches of snow. And in the maybe one minute of video that they got, they GPSed its starting and ending point, and it covered almost a mile Holy in 90 cow. inches of snow on an almost cliff-like face on this mountain. And on that note, Super Duke, we got to say goodnight to you. We really do. We appreciate your cryptid report. You can find Duke everywhere on every major platform at World Bigfoot Radio. His hair, World Duke Hair Radio. We love him around here. We'll be back with the Dave 101 and a little UFO talk next. Right on, buddy. Great stories tonight. Yeah, it's always... You know, first of all, I'll showcase the fact that Kelly's got this ridiculously huge archive on his blog. So go over to Rocky Mountain Sasquatch Organization. You can see tons of reports, not just from the Rocky Mountains, but from other areas like Ontario right now. He's getting a ton of reports from over there. And now some of these people, you know, they send pictures and stuff along with too. So it's really cool. And, of course, if they're over here on this side of the Rockies, anywhere near them, he tries to actually go to where they had this sighting. I mean, he'll find this the exact two-square-foot spot that they were standing on if he can, and then he'll fa- film a report from there and tell you their encounter, which is, you know, even super cooler. Right. And uh, in most of these areas, he's usually been there already because there's a, they're just active areas. There's already been, you know, one, two, three, half a dozen, maybe more sightings out of some of these areas who so he's already gone there and checked them out. And like the one where this uh, St. Francis peak, where this latest piece of video came out, he was there with some other local researcher the day before it was filmed and got back and found out this video came out. Oh no, I got to go back there again. No. <laughs> oh my. Oh my. That sounds dangerous. Oh, yeah, he has a lot of fun. No, he does. Actually, he pointed this out on his uh, channel in the year-end wrap-up that last year they had been over to, uh, what was it, more than 220 Bigfoot sighting locations in one year. That's a lot of driving. Incredible amount. 
So yeah, they all, all their free time they're driving around on the road, going to wherever there's uh, potentially a Bigfoot sighting. And I mean, like sometimes they're there the next day after it happens. You know, they're really you know, Johnny on the spot with that stuff. But anyway, like I said, everybody keep Danielle Danielle Diba in your prayers and send her some positive healing because uh, yeah, she ain't doing too good. Can do, buddy. She is part of a great team here. We'll make sure she's taking absolutely. Care of. And if you didn't see the show where we did the history of Dracula, go watch it. It's freaking amazing. Look at that. Ross Dogs. Super Duke. <laughs> Thanks, Ross Dogs. It's, it's catching Dave it's is catch, Super Dave, too, hey, because it's Super Dave on. is running this. It's catching on. I'm just saying. Super Dave is running this uh, show here, so give him some Super Dave love, too. Appreciate you, buddy. I appreciate All right, I'm going to go get into position to watch you rant about, you damn probe happy aliens, get up, guns. <laughs> Take your water pistols and get off my lawn. Take them dang unicorns with two. They're pooping all over my garden again. Them raccoons taking my tomatoes. <laughs> all right, buddy. See you guys later. Love y'all. Bye-bye. Take care. That's Super Duke for World Bigfoot Radio. (coughs) Hello, Major Lee. Stephen Wolf. How do I know I'm, I'm tired? My head is itchy. One hour to go. The Doug Shelby has announced he is leaving the room. We got one minute. I appreciate you, Forrest Louie. Thank you. Shave your head, Major Lee. Here we go.
We rounded third. We're heading for home tonight on Spaced Out Radio. My name is Dave Scott. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. We really do appreciate it. I want to remind you that if you miss most of this show or others, you can catch our archives for free at youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do me the favor, hit that subscribe button. We're on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Apple, you name it. We are everywhere. So make sure you check them on out. Yeah, iHeartRadio as well. It is that time of the night. Where? I yell at all of you for a little bit, yelling, get off my lawn. Let's make things happen here. It's Dave 101 night. It's time for Dave 101. Open up the door, it's Dave. Dave, You know, one of the pet peeves I have about the field of ufology is the word proof. What is proof? Well, we always hear it's about anecdotal evidence. Business today looks nothing like it did yesterday. While it's more unpredictable, its possibilities are endless. At ADP, turning unpredictability into an advantage is what we do. Using data-driven insights, we design HR solutions to help businesses work better, smarter, so they can think beyond today and find even more success tomorrow. HR, time, talent, benefits, payroll. ADP, always designing for people. When you stay at a Verbo vacation home, the host doesn't stay with you. So when you share an inside joke, sunscreen, or couch, it will only be with people you want to be there. Because without privacy in your vacation home, it isn't really a vacation, is it? Only whole vacation homes, always private. Book on the Verbo app. An empirical evidence and the differences between the two. But nobody ever seems to have any empirical evidence anymore. So for some reason, we have done the dumbest thing and turn towards the government to give us the answers that we want regarding UFOs. Yep, now it's not UFOs, it's Chinese balloons, spy balloons at that. Yep, F-22 pilots, they are going to make a living now shooting down all of these hundreds of thousands of balloons that are allegedly out there and being called UFOs. Anecdotal evidence is something we do need to talk about. Why? Because here's the irony of it all. Now, you, me, anybody who has an experience out there, our stories mean nothing. Why? Because we have no real proof. We don't have video We don't have a photograph, and if we did, you know it would be chopped up and haggled upon for months, if not decades. No. 
our anecdotal evidence is not good enough because I'm no one special and neither are you. Not special enough to have the community of ufology stand behind your back and say, this person is telling the truth. No, 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 no. That's not allowed in ufology. However, here's the hypocritical part. If you're a pilot in the military, if you're a pilot in the commercial or private airlines, if you are a military service person, police officer, who has a UFO experience, then all of a sudden you are a key eyewitness to a major phenomena and everybody is buying your story. You may not have the video. You may not have the photograph. And all you may have is a story. But guess what? Yours goes on the top shelf where the rest of ours go in the garbage. This is something that I find quite disrespectful by the UFO community at large right now. Whether you are in top groups like Enigma Labs, MUFON, not so much, or the Galileo Project, nah, they all want to be nuts and bolts. They all want to prove the science behind UFOs. Sure, that's important. But what about the rest? And why are regular people being shunned from such phenomena that has affected them, some of them, their entire lives? There is no difference if you draw a parallel between a regular citizen's anecdotal evidence and a military eyewitness's anecdotal evidence. They are the same. Why are they the same? Because we're both human. Number one, people will say, well, Dave, that's a lame answer. But number two, they may have seen different things or even the same thing. But their words are just as pure. Their descriptions are just as energetic. And this is where we need to start putting time into blending these together. We have to. We don't have a choice. And eventually, the scientific smarty pants out there will catch on because their nuts and bolts aren't going to work. It will only get them so far. But to me, and to many others out there who I've talked to recently, we have to stop putting military on the all high and mighty pedestal when it comes to their reports. I don't care about the witness protection program. I don't care about whistleblowers. You know, I see on UFO Twitter today, everybody's all excited because more pilots are coming forward. And if you listen to the pilots' reports, they're all the same. Vague information, talking about what they saw, couldn't believe it, didn't realize I was engaging a UFO, I'm a great pilot, I protected the nation, I'd put my life on the line, and God bless him and her for that, okay, because that was my dream that didn't come true. But their anecdotal stories are the same. How much more evidence are they providing compared to, say, 
someone who gets taken regularly, has the photographs of scoop marks on their legs or three dotted red dotted triangles on their hands, their knees, their elbows, their shoulders, wherever it may be. The more humanity starts to expand, the more we're going to know that this is happening. Our stories need to be told. That is why we try and tell quite a few of them on this show from people just like you. Because we recognize that the phenomena doesn't discriminate or ask for your badge number or ask for your rank and tenure before deciding whether or not it's going to mess with you. No, the phenomena doesn't care if you're Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard, or Space Force. It doesn't care. But the nuts and boltsers out there, they seem to think it's all that matters. No, you can't tell a good story as a civilian, but them in the military... Oh, they're telling the truth. They're speaking the truth. Those are stories we can abide by. And the the answer from UFO Twitter is actually quite foolish. Because for the majority of them out there, the majority of people out there who come out, what we hear is, you have no evidence, you have no proof, you're just looking for your 15 minutes of fame, and that's it. Whereas the military, oh my God, just because you pilot a $65 million FA-18 Super Hornet, that immediately you are better than me. Well, you're not. Have you called in UFOs? How did that happen? If you had a UFO land in front of you, how did that happen? Have you had something from out there somewhere communicate with your brain? Did these... UFOs that you're seeing, these Chinese space balloons spying that you're engaging, if that's what they are. Did they at any time send you a telepathic message saying, by the way, your hair looks great under your helmet? Or you better turn left because I'm coming to the left on the opposite side. Do they get any of those? Do they have any missing time that seems to force people into disbelieving what happened to them? Bringing emotional deconstruction of the situation to them? No, they don't. When's the last time you saw a fighter pilot go missing for six hours, come back thinking it was only five minutes, and then breaking down because... The last thing he or she remembers is seeing a little gray figure walking towards him. No, we're not going to get that. We are not going to get things like that. Because the military still wants to keep this a big secret. Enigma Labs, who apparently doesn't work with the military, but their owner has military contracts they don't want to tell you who's investigating your cases. No, no. Everything wants to be a secret on that side. Ufology isn't a secret, nor should it be. 
It needs reasoning. It needs understanding. But it also needs credibility, which many in the mainstream still do not give this. Even though we have proven with boatloads of evidence, both on the governmental side and the research aspect side, that it's there right now. But until we get over this nuts and bolts debate from Galileo Project, from SETI, from UAPX, from Arrow, from uh, Enigma Labs, until we get over that, we might be able to move on. Slowly but surely. Watch who you give your reports to. Don't give them to somebody who's got too many secrets out there. You need to talk to someone. Don't do it. It's not worth your time. No, nothing is worth your time right now if you are a civilian. It's not. We're not good enough, according to the government. We're not good enough, according to these research groups. We're just not good enough, even though we likely know more. Just wait until they actually start paying attention to people who've had these incredible downloads, who know nothing about physics or nothing about chemistry or how to fly a craft. And all of a sudden, they start coming up with the mathematical equations to solve some of these new mysteries. It's bound to happen soon. Lots of people have downloads. Many of them haven't been able to translate it or the meaning of it just yet. No, but we're not supposed to be listened to. No, this is all about nuts and bolts, fire fighter pilots. Yep, and that's why we still get called the names. Whether it's people wanting 15 minutes of fame, whether it's the tinfoil hatters, whether it's enthusiasts of the subject. Yeah. Tell Grant Cameron he's an enthusiast after 50 years of research. Tell the same thing to Melinda Leslie or Linda Moulton Howe or Richard Dolan or even the late Stanton Friedman, Peter Robbins. There are dozens of people out there who have given their lives to bring this story out. Good civilian people, okay, educated people, people who have worked in universities, worked as journalists, worked in science programs, worked as nuclear physicists, writers, authors, people who have given their lives to making this subject one of conversation. But as we see the government and all of these scientists trying to put it all back, this is where the UFO community needs to gather and stay strong. Sure, they could exploit it. Sure, they can take advantage of what's going on. But it's up to the community to police itself. It's the way hockey used to be when the players police themselves. Yeah, you would get a few fights every now and again, but there was always more respect in the next game. That's what we need to see here. And it may come down to the fact where the civilian side, the enthusiast side, needs to drop the gloves a little bit. Then and only then, maybe 
will actually get paid attention to. And the phenomena will actually show that it takes more than just a couple of wrenches and a screwdriver to work on these nuts and bolts. That is your Dave 101. Thank you so much for tuning us in. If you have a comment, uh, just if you're on YouTube, give us a comment down below. It really helps with our algorithms, and we'd appreciate that. If you're listening on the radio, let us know what you think via Twitter or go on our YouTube page and let us know where our Facebook page, Spaced Out Radio. And that's it. Let's get to the news. What time is it? It's time for Shirky Pink's News! A woman who is clinically dead for about 15 minutes says that while she was dead, she spent about five years in total heaven and had a vivid recollection of what it was like. May 6, 2001, Dr. Linda Kramer went to the toilet in the early hours of the morning and felt like she was going to sleep, but was actually experiencing what would have been a far more final resting place than a simple slumber. What happened? Yeah, she later discovered that she had been pronounced medically dead for almost 15 minutes, but that time, while she was being treated by the paramedics, she said she felt heaven, and she was allegedly there for five years. Since time did not exist up in the heavens above, no, she said she would estimate the passage of time depending on how far she had traveled through this world she had now found herself in. Guessing that she could walk at a rate of about three to six miles per hour in real life, she used that to chronicle time as she moved around heaven. Dr. Linda found that she could assume any form she wanted in this domain and could even become other people she met there. And the place itself was full of striking individuals. She said, that's when I found myself standing in what I termed the field of flowers. Flowers, not flowers. I was observing mountain ranges 30,000 times huger than Mount Everest. This huge mountain range over in the back, wherever I was, I could see buildings with skyscrapers. Dubai are like miniature buildings compared to this. I saw lakes, and I could see everything in panoramic view. So I'm there interacting with people, talking to people, becoming them. If she wanted to be somewhere, she thought about being there and was instantaneously transported to that place, whether it was the top of the mountain or the top of a skyscraper. Others who have been clinically dead for that period of time come back and claim that they've seen visions of afterlife. One woman writing a message, it's real, and pointing up towards heaven. Another man saying he met the devil after being stabbed in the heart before being dragged out of hell by an angel after praying for the first time in his life while doctors fought to save him on the operating table. However, a scientist has said, because we always need the skeptic in these stories, that the after life after death just isn't possible as consciousness persisting after death is pretty much impossible, meaning that once you're gone for good, that's really the end. Well, obviously, Mr. Scientist just hasn't studied enough and is making a comment for the sake of making a comment. Come join the woo train, man. This is what it's all about. We'll show you. We'll show you that woo. We will show you that woo. Yes, we will. All right, let's continue on here, shall we? Ah, the thievery. 
the thievery of this. Yeah, everyone's good friend, good old Kim Jong-un, or whatever his name is. Well, apparently North Korea once stole 1,000 Volvos from Sweden. There's pretty much nothing that could be done to get them back. Yeah, let's face it, North Korea is quite frankly a terrifying country, which is packed full of the awful poverty and misery that you'd expect to see in a third world nation that's authoritarian. But they also have nuclear weapons. While some of the people who are born there have put their lives on the line to try and escape, many do not succeed. Meanwhile, the state is ordering citizens to give up their newborn children's patriotic and ideological-sounding names, such as ones meaning loyalty and bomb, after they believe foreign influences were leading to softer naming customs deemed to be lacking in revolutionary fervor. Ah, Kim. There's always hope that North Korea will put aside their controversial ways, but don't let it happen very quickly. Let's get back to the cars. With that mind, Swedish businesses started expanding in North Korea, signing a big deals with the country to export all things from mining equipment to Volvos. According to reports, about $70 million worth of goods was shipped from Sweden to North Korea in the 70s, and the Swedes became the first Western country to open an embassy there. Well, the problem was the country said, we're not paying, and nothing you can ever do. Yet, not that they weren't able to pay or couldn't afford to pay. They just decided crime was the best option. And even Soviet diplomats could make them turn around. So, right now, if you're one of the millions who is lucky enough to have a driver's license in North Korea, enjoy your Volvo. Your country stole them. How does that feel? I don't know. I want to say a big thank you tonight to our good friend Super Duke from World Bigfoot Radio coming in for the abbreviated cryptid report. Big thank you to Swamp Dweller for another spooky story, this one coming from India, and our good friend Patty Negri for coming on in, hanging on out, author, researcher, Hollywood witch, psychic to the stars. PattyNegri.com is her website. We got Mr. Ron Bumblefoot Thaw rocking in the background with Little Brother is watching. Bumblefoot is the official music of Spaced Out Radio. Rocking us in and out of every single show. Get your horns up for the guitar god himself. Special thanks to everybody listening in at home, at work, in your cars, wherever you may be. Thank you to everyone in our chat rooms tonight. YouTube, Twitch, LGAP, Facebook, LinkedIn, Spreaker, the Space Travelers Club, and on Twitter at hashtag Spaced Out Radio. Remember, this show is copyright by Space Out Radio and SOR Media Ventures Limited. Thank you so much for choosing to share your evening with us, because together, my friends, make a mistake. We're watching. We own the night, Mister Bumblefoot. We need a favor. We need you to take us home. Yes, the Wu Train has docked for the night. But soon, my friends, we shall ride again. The seats are always available. 
your tickets never expire. And if you want to bring a friend, we've got room for them too. Good night. Business today looks nothing like it did yesterday. While it's more unpredictable, its possibilities are endless. At ADP, turning unpredictability into an advantage is what we do. Using data-driven insights, we design HR solutions to help businesses work better, smarter, so they can think beyond today and find even more success tomorrow. HR, time, talent, benefits, payroll. ADP, always designing for people. With Vroom, you can shop thousands of cars right from your phone and have your next ride delivered straight to you. Between work, family, and making time for yourself, purchasing a new car can feel like an impossible task. Vroom gives you the flexibility needed to check their wide selection of vehicles and leisurely make your purchase. You'll also never have to negotiate the price of a car, so you know you're getting a good deal. After purchasing your vehicle with Vroom, you'll have a full week or 250 miles, whichever comes first, to ensure your new ride is right for you. Plus, all cars on Vroom.com come with a 90-day limited warranty and one year of nationwide roadside assistance, giving you peace of mind while on the road. You can buy a car from Vroom entirely online. So next time you need to buy a car, just grab your phone, go to Vroom.com and check out thousands of cars.